0: We man, we yes.
1: Welcome to the drunk tank. Take a shot. Much thanks for you coming out tonight. Have a seat and come in. Yeah, yeah. Now turn the lights down low drinks are in the back we're about to start the show okay landed and killed in the land of the free coming together to spread all the peace there's more to the story than you'll ever see here are both sides before you just agree some of it's funny and some of it's deep open your mind and i can't guarantee that we will leave you on the edge of your seats now what were the docs in the you see? okay all right all right all
2: right welcome to the show welcome to the show welcome to the show it is the drunk tank podcast season two episode three happy halloween aka let's do this shit right what's going on chris well introduce yourself say hi
3: hi i'm chris as he said boobies
2: yes boobies zim with the customary greeting (laughs) i gotta make sure that i put my beer somewhere where it's not gonna like get knocked over
3: Knocked over. Knocked over. Okay. Yeah.
2: Right, cool. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome. Happy Halloween. Hopefully you're being safe and happy on this wonderful day. day. Uh, in fact, that's what we're going to be discussing today, is Halloween and various other things. But let's get the formalities out of the way. Chris, what are you drinking? Fucking shit. He's drinking Sorry. nothing because he spilled it. I just, I just
4: went to pick up something, and I thought it was empty, but it was the empty. I do. It's just there. No. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I'm drinking something quite interesting. I am drinking Brewdog Layer Cake, which is a marshmallow and chocolate stout. Nice. I don't know if you can see that. And I had not high hopes for that because let's be honest, I've. I've often went for the the crazier sort of beers and, and drinks on this podcast, and it's 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 rarely worked out for me.
3: And right. this one,
4: this one is drinkable. Nice, actually, actually, it's got that chocolateiness. It's a stronger chocolate, tro- no proper pure chocolate, but right. it's got that chocolatey hint with a marshmallow sort of lingering aftertaste, and it's actually quite nice.
2: Nice, looking, looking pretty dark too. Looking pretty oh dark. yeah it's like
4: it's like coca-cola fucks it's, it yeah
2: it's a it's a, it's a proper dark stout yeah that's cool, cool man
4: so but it is it's it's it's, it's that refreshing it's no heavy like a, a stout you wouldn't think of right but no it's actually it's
3: actually quite decent I that's like mine look at the head on that bitch fucking hell that's like guinness head bro I mean, it's an inch too big, but
2: <laughs> right,
3: but it's
4: still so like this one. This, this one had a slight head at the start, and then it just sort of fizzled away to nothing.
2: Oh, and no one likes fizzled away, disappointing yeah. head.
4: Nah, if you, if you're gonna get head, you want it to be fucking worth it.
2: Yeah, it's got to be proper.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't about this kicking bullshit head.
2: Right. So what am I drinking? I am drinking this weird ass shit that I. It's part of my original venture into beer here in Oregon. So I'm drinking the Brewery's Bakery Boysenberry Pie. Apparently, it's an imperial stout with boysenberries, cinnamon, and vanilla. It better be worth it. It cost me like $3 for the can. Or some shit like that. Or $4 bucks or something. To be
3: some honest, shit. that was like... Uh, it was like £2.30,
4: so that's like $3 as well here.
2: Yeah, this was like three or four bucks. I was like, okay, well, here we go. Big head on it, nice frothiness. Smells good.
3: Oh, that's interesting. we <laughs> <laughs> oh, might be in some trouble here, boys. That's... Ooh, that's that's different Is that a flavor. That's that's
2: a flavor. That that's a flavor. <laughs> it's not bad. But wow, that's a lot. Mm. That's a lot. Holy moly. You uh you definitely get the uh you definitely get the boysenberry. You get the uh you get that stoutiness, but not really getting a lot of vanilla up top. Not bad, but just that's 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 intense. That's intense, boys and girls. That's, that's intense. Holy, <laughs> shit. All right, so get the legals out of the way, lawyers, back to your cages. We're about to take care of it. So, if you are joining us on the podcast or watching the VOD and you are drinking along with us, make sure you are of legal drinking age in your country of origin or your country of residence at this point. Also. Remember to drink responsibly. Do not drink and drive. Do not text and drive. There! Are you happy, lawyers? Shut the fuck up. Get back in the cage. Anyway. Fucking lawyers. Fucking lawyers. Welcome to the show, Chris. Welcome to the show, chat. How was your week, my friend? You had a big week. Yeah. Um, Let's dish. It, it, it didn't quite
4: go as good as I was hoping. No the charity streams and that, but it was um like... There was me a plan that got fucked over through things that I couldn't quite control, which mm-hmm. was quite, quite frustrating. But we managed to kind of get things through and all that. Um, we were supposed to do a, a a baking stream on the Thursday, and I'd ordered a bunch of stuff for Amazon to kind of help me, so like equipment and stuff like that, like a, a new camera and some uh, leads and stuff. And then it never ever came. Like I'm still trying to find out why the fucking snow here. It's still not arrived. So I had to kinda of cancel that and I changed it that we were just gonna do a normal stream and then my internet started dropping it, so I ended up just having to cancel.
3: Oh which is
4: kinda of shit. But yeah.
3: uh We kind we of managed to
4: get things back on on track um on the Friday. We've done the stream. Friday's stream was actually quite fun. I had fun. Because I, I I really got to the point where I just I was so fucking frustrated. I was like, I don't even want to stream on Friday. Mm-hmm. But I ended up just doing it anyway. And I actually had a, a lot of fun. And then yesterday's stream was pretty decent. And I, I think I overshot the kind of targets. I think next time I I know what the levels are. Mm-hmm. So next time I'll definitely be a bit more realistic, but I mean we still raised a decent I amount. Mean, we raised something like a hundred and twenty dollars for, that's, uh, that's rise 100%. above the disorder. So that's like four people eight therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. So like it's still fucking like it's it, I mean it's better than nothing. Let's be honest, right. but. Yeah. Um, it's by the way, can I just say something, Docs? I've just looked at your chat. Yeah. You your brewery bakery berry Pie. Uh-huh. Any reason why you've
0: ah! <laughs> Park City Game on channel?
2: <laughs> um probably because I didn't notice in the document that it's not the right <laughs> fucking link. Oh, uh... Thanks for the correction. I will. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll... I just that. I was like, oh, um, <laughs> when I'm,
4: I'm glad Parks, Park, so you started going into a bit merrier, a, a new business
2: venture then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even notice that. Thank you. I will get the proper link. Uh, he is a Boys and Mary Pie. He, Park is like <laughs> the sweetest, youngest, like baby faced fucking kid i know he's blake is a cool kid he's a big like tech nerd so like i want to get him on the podcast to talk about like tech and shit because that's like his world he does like programming and stuff the other day i was watching him stream and he was doing um uh chat manipulations where he was like designing like chat boxes and shit for like stream uh labs elements and stuff and i was like right He's like, oh yeah, it's easy. You just do this, that, and the other thing. I was like, bro, that's Chinese to me. He's like, no, not really. I'm like, oh, okay, we need to get you on the podcast <laughs> to talk about tech and all that shit because, like, that's your realm. I'm not.
4: I was actually going to say that, like, of all the podcasts and hosts to bring somebody on to talk about tech, we are the least fucking qualified <laughs> right? to have that conversation. Take account like the last couple of streams for charity that I was I've done. It's literally been riddled with tech cusses and problems that <laughs> I'm trying to deal with on thing and it's so fucking simple but mm-hmm. it's me, so it's very difficult. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious because not not to get away from the charity stream, but like I dropped in on um Park Stream and he was doing this stuff with the chat box and then he like tricked the chat box out to where it had like colors and like various fonts and shit and I was like I was like, oh, yeah, you, you don't he's like, no, these are custom design stuff, because I was like, oh, yeah, you can do some manipulation with chat boxes, but you have limited options. He goes, I have all the options. And he like, he like turned the box into like triangles and shit. Like, I was like, how'd you do that? He's like, oh, you just do you write this line of code and execute. I was like. What? Yeah.
4: Yeah, that's oh. like a new level. That's like no. I'm I'm the type of person that if I go into the website and the website says you can't do that, well, you can't do that,
2: <laughs> right? Parking a bit, so, like, hey, you that. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was it was amazing. So, and I, uh, Park's actually the one who gave me the graphics card for the new PC. Nice. And I I had a podcast previously with Park and a couple other streamers. So getting Park back on will be cool because he's just a really cool kid to talk to. But charity streams for rad um aside from having to cancel the bakery baking stream what else what else did you do like i saw a couple games i was gonna try and drop in saturday saturday but i had to like go do stuff with my kid and then uh i had to go get dinner stuff for b and it was i got so swamped in mind i i got to i got to jump in and watch it but i didn't get to jump in and play at all unfortunately so what did you all like what did you play all day um, I mean, well, yesterday,
4: obviously, it was the twelve hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so we started. I played some oh, Dead by Daylight. Man. First time I've ever played Dead by Daylight. We, uh, Dread and Monster. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty. That was fun. Like it was fun. We just done custom games. Uh, had starts each year going like the the killer and stuff, and just like learning different things in the game. Um mm. and then we hit a hundred dollars on that uh, on the charity, so the t- uh, that was for Outlast Two to play. Mm. So we ended up switching to that. But I feel I'm in hindsight I wish I hadn't played as much Outlast Two because I feel as if it was like awfully heavy on like the gore and gruesome and triggering things. Mm-hmm. Um and it's such a long game. Like, we played literally for about six, seven hours, a Outlast 2, and I'm only, like, part of the way through Chapter 2 of 5. Jesus. If I knew that, I would have only done, like, one chapter, and then right. kind of went, right, we're going to move on to something else. Um, But at the same time, I mean, we had a bunch of people in chat, like my brother and uh, a couple of his pals ended up coming into the chat, because me and my brother were going to play... Warzone zombies.
3: Uh-huh.
4: Um, but by the time he had kind of like uh, got up the road and had his dinner and stuff like that, I'd already started outlast.
0: Mm-hmm. So
4: they just kind of hung about and in chat, then like the sound alerts and stuff. So um that was quite fun. And then once I'd kind of got enough uh, outlast, because it just started getting to the point where I was getting tired and having to think about stuff and like that right. and then was ended up switching over to phasmo yeah and then Haber joined and me and Haber played a couple of rounds of phasmo which was really fun and then at the the last kind of like 30 35 minutes i played that dark deception chapter
2: yeah what i only caught Um, part of that because i was i was in and out with dinner like you were running through a hallway or
3: something
4: yeah i was like amazed that you had to collect these soul shards and then uh, at the end, you had to try and get yourself into the ring, and it was just—it was frustrating because I was that tired, and I just—it was so simple how you done it, mm. but I was that tired that I was making it difficult.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and like
4: everybody in chat was like, like I felt bad for them because they were like they know it's so fucking simple and it's frustrating, but they know it like. They don't want to backseat because they know what it is they the fact that i'm just shit at it it's mm. just the fact that i'm tired like because i'd planned on starting early i ended up starting like three hours late than i planned because it was my sister's birthday and i forgot they were coming up right so i had been up since like 8 a.m so by the time i'd started the stream i had been awake for like nine hours <laughs> right so by the time i kind of got to the end of the 12 hours i was just absolutely but it kind of it has its its advantages because obviously we have this and then we've got the D&D later on. So I would have had to have been up late the night anyway, so it's switched my hours around a wee bit. Um, but no, it was fun. I had a good laugh. We had decent numbers. We made a good amount of money for the, the, the charity. Oh, it yeah. was a definite success. Um, but I think I've learned some stuff that I'll have to remember for next time. I have learned, it was was a good learning curve kind of thing um, as well. I've got some ideas of where I want to go next for it,
0: Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, especially to try and get, like, because that's what I was saying, the target for the the ghost hunting stream was high, Mm -hmm. but as I said, because of how much that sort of stuff affects me personally, right. I was not willing to do it for nothing. Right. Basically, like I'm not gonna go and put myself through that level of like genuine fucking fear that it will be. Even if, even if you turn around and say that it's fake and it's no real, and you, and think, my
2: the experience mentality
4: and uh, imagination in that does not allow me to accept the logical skepticism right so even though my brain will see things that aren't actually there so going and doing like a, a ghost hunting streaming that kind of stuff even if it's fake as shit, i'm still gonna have a really fucking bad time mentally doing it so i was unwilling to do it for like a hundred dollars like that right. is not worth me going through that sort of anguish I'm wanting a good bit of fucking money for charity before I even consider being yeah. that level of fucking... Like, we'd done it $500. I would do VR because I know how much VR horror's going <laughs> to fuck me about. Me. So there's no way I'm going to go and do the fucking real live stream for pennies, fuck's sake. Right. Fuck that shit. If you yeah. want that, you need to fucking get your... On in your wallet and fucking me to do that shit
2: <laughs> you you mentioned something that I, I i agree with your imagination right I love scuba diving right I'm like scuba diving is one of my passions that like hopefully by next summer now that we're established out here I can get recertified and I can get a wetsuit and I can do some river diving and maybe go out to the coast and do some some sea cave dives or whatever but Bernard will tell you all like for a fact like i tell her all the time i don't know if i want to go to where i can't see the bottom right because i'm like <laughs> oh i love the ocean i love water i want to scuba dive i want to see all the shit but part of me is like do you really want to go like you seen finding Nemo? do you really want to leave the safety of the shelf
3: <laughs>
2: because my brain goes You know, you have a lot of scientific evidence to say that this creature or that creature still exists and they live down there. And my brain will be like, swimming along and there's no bottom and just something will flicker in the the little what's left of the light. And I'll be like, is that a shark? Is that a Megalodon? Fuck, is that a kraken? Am I going to die? And I probably won't. Nothing will be there. But, like, my overactive ass imagination will I'm be like, something's in the darkness watching you. And I'll be like <laughs> 60 feet down, and I'll start to, like, my brain will go, Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. and my brain and my body will go, nope, nope, surface now. So, I totally <laughs> understand the the overactive imagination when things like you're not necessarily afraid of, but like you have apprehensions about. Cause I'm not yeah. afraid of the ocean or, or sharks or anything. And in in that like, I understand like their behaviors and their biology. Like, I totally understand all that. So I'm not like afraid of it, but like yeah. something in your lizard brain, when you have an overactive imagination and you're in an environment where you don't have control kind of is like, we in the shit now, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I totally, I totally understand you. Like, Going to the haunted uh, the haunted asylum or whatever the ghost hunt in real life that
3: mm-hmm.
2: especially if you have an overactive imagination that will fuck your shit. Oh yeah,
4: no, exactly. That's why I'm definitely just um like if I if I'm all gonna do something like that, it it will need to be worth my time. Right. Like, I, it might make me sound a bit fucking high and mighty, nah, but it's just. I am not willing to do that for fuck all. Like, I even had that comment when we were playing that Summer of 58. The premise of that is that the guy runs a blog kind of, like, as a sceptic to the paranormal, mm-hmm. and his followers kind of deromented going to this Russian fucking abandoned campsite, which is the whole premise of the game. And I was, I, I don't even get the fucking idea they trying to send me there because... You will have to fucking pay a pretty fucking penny to get me to go and do anything at that fucking level. Like I, 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 I. You always have these conversations where it's like, "Oh, content creators—they always have to push the boat out to to be different." I don't give a fuck. I am not doing that for. I am not doing that for the love of my followers or my viewers. If you want to see me do that, put your hand in your pocket. Otherwise, tough. Like I am not, I am not the type of person to fall to peer pressure. Like
3: fuck you.
2: Well, <laughs> that, that, I don't think that's arrogant or egotistical. I, I think that's actually sound because you bring up a point that content creators do push the boundary for viewers and followers, and a lot of times it is to the detriment of themselves. For what? Yeah. Uh, another like on a video or another follow. Like, there, 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 there comes a point between. Doing stuff to grow and appease like your viewership, but yeah, but there's also a line where you're actually selling yourself short and endangering and limiting your ability to do your career just for that that follow button. Like, if you want to do something that that's dangerous and terrifying or whatever that that is uh, a fear or a triggering event for you, you should have a standard of I won't do x without you know why yeah and and creators should not feel bad about setting those boundaries it's like in real life like if you have a toxic friend who's like oh you never do this you never help me you only help me if you know something's in it for you or whatever or there or there's a motivating factor for you yeah because you're toxic as shit and i'm not gonna expose myself to you for just my fucking well-being so that you can get cheap labor off me or you can set my energy no there are boundaries for a reason motherfucker yeah and i think i think that's an important i thought that was an important like sort of comment that you made is a lot of like because you and i are in the creator space and like b is in the creator space and sales space for like a lot of her stuff and like we know a lot of streamers like monster and bill bob and and him and all them and it's like they're none of the, none of the people we know in the content space are gonna go like fight chicken in the highway or anything because yeah. we have like a rational sort of like idea yeah. that like that's not worth the view or the like there should yeah, be your life
4: is not worth their sucking job
2: right and that's the thing is i think a lot <laughs> of younger especially younger content creators like because i'm in my 40s you're in your 30s but there's a lot of like younger content creators in their 20s and and late teens that get on like these trends and they do this trend shit for likes yeah. and it's like don't do that don't don't do that cuz it's not worth the little bit of like ho- like likes or like comments you get it's not worth it if if you want to do like a stunt make sure there's that it, it's paid for yeah like, do it right yeah do it right because ultimately the stunt will be not as remembered as you the creator like it'll be part of your history but if it's done right it could be one of the highlights if it's done wrong or if it's done for a lower bar it could be the epitaph to your career and that's i think having a healthy boundary with viewership and the platforms that you're on as the creator is is an important thing and i think a lot of younger content creators need to like learn that or have somebody take them aside and go yo dude like the cinnamon challenge ain't worth going to the ER for somebody making a comment and laughing,
4: you know. Well, it's one of the ones that, like I don't like. I wouldn't necessarily find me like the cinnamon challenge. The cinnamon challenge, I, unless you're allergic to cinnamon. It, it's like, but I think like touching on what you'd said, it is quite true that if if you're really really good at content you'll be remembered for your yep. content, right? It will be your thing. I think what the issue is, is so many people day these trend things that you are not remem- Like It's the trend that's remembered. Yes. And so many people will go and day things thinking that it's gonna get them that exposure. And it's very, very rare that you turn there own and go, oh, do you remember Doug Simpson? It was the guy that done this. What people remember is, do you remember that fucking idiot that killed himself doing that? Nobody will remember your name. So you putting yourself in those situations for that extra ten fucking likes because let's be honest, unless you have a, a decent amount of exposure, the new, if you're following the trend of everyone else, you're still not going to get fucking seen. Like like I said, like like we were talking earlier about like. League of Legends, there's a hundred and fucking one thousand people watching on Twitch, mm-hmm. right? While people are playing it. And you're like that oh, well, that's really, really good exposure. But at the same time, if eighty thousand people are watching one stream, why the fuck are they gonna go and watch you right. when there's forty thousand other Twitch streamers that are also playing that game? And that's what always confuses me, the trend set or these trends is that there's 4 million people doing this trend, what makes you think that you're going to be that special one that people are going to come and watch? You're putting your life at risk for the sake of a couple of fucking followers, and people that do not give a fuck if you live or die. Like It's the the real thing. Most, most people don't want anybody to die, but they do not give a fuck enough to really care, mm-hmm. Right. Like, you're putting this thing to be remembered as the fucking idiot that done that. They don't give a fuck about your name. They don't care about anything else you've done. You are just the idiot that died doing that stupid thing. And that's what confuses the fuck out of me, and these people that want to be famous for that. It's like, why do you want to be famous for being a fucking idiot? Why don't you go and be famous for doing something awesome or cool or talented, like, it It takes zero talent to day off the trends on TikTok.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
4: it really does do, it takes zero talent. You literally just press record and go and do something stupid. That's it. That's that's the whole fucking procedure. And you get pretty much fuck all with it.
2: <laughs> yeah, but there, there's something to be said that, like, when, I, I, I think the mentality behind it is, oh, if I do this just a bit different, I'll blow up. I'll stand out. And there's nothing wrong with having that mentality of taking something and putting your spin on it to like, stand out. There's nothing wrong with that ambition. The The problem yeah. comes when you don't take something and make it your own to stand out. Like, if you're just like, like me, I'm like, I'm on TikTok and I'm, I'm doing like, sort of like three minute discussions and stuff, sort of my own lane. And in my feed, I'm seeing a bunch of like, like random like challenges and stuff and it's like oh i could do that but i don't know how to make it my own so i haven't done like one of those challenges because and not like the dumb yeah. ones there are some really cool challenges out there there's some cool like trends and stuff but my issue with it is i don't know how to put a spin on it yet to make it my own so that it stands out from the back yeah and i think if 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 a lot of people can take a trend or a challenge and make it their own then yes the goal of standing out and gaining that viral moment to where you blow up is a possibility but just doing something to do it because it's the trend and not it's like a it's like a cover band right we've all gone and seen cover bands who just play the hits and they 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 just play the chords right but we've seen those yeah. cover bands that take the hits and they put a riff here or they'll do a different they'll do a different take on something or they'll they'll change up the chorus a little bit to make it their own. And you're like, Holy shit. That's a new way to look at that song. They made it their own, even though it's a cover. That's the difference. Yeah. Be, you know, stand out as the cover band. Don't be the cover band that everybody's like, Oh, it's that band. If if that yeah. makes any sense. I mean, I, I know I'm an old guy, so I got to go to like music references. <laughs> but I, I think, I think that's, I think that's the, the important note is boundaries. As a content creator, are just as important as boundaries as a human being. Like, because a lot of times people will be like, "Oh, if I give you a hundred dollars, you need to do this." No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. If that's the contract that you offered to the viewership, then yes, honor the contract. But if someone comes into your chat and drops a hundred bucks and says, "Do X, Y, and Z," no, nah, dog, I don't have yeah. to. That's not. That's not our contract. That's not our. That's not our agreement. This is the boundary. See, you threw a hundred bucks at me thinking I was going to be your talking monkey. That's not how this works. You should yeah. have read. You should have read the EULA on how this shit works, bro. At least that's yeah. how it works with like my 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 setup as a, as like a streamer and content creator. You come in and you donate something, and you tell me to do something. The answer is, nah, <laughs> thanks for your money, no. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, like,
4: I don't have an issue if somebody comes in and goes, hey, you're doing this. Um, if I was to donate X amount of money, would you? And then I can turn around and go, Nah, I, I wouldn't do that. That's that's that that's way out my comfort zone so or anything like that. Then that's all cool. There's no issue with people coming in and asking shit, yes, but exactly. it's it is that kind of expectant of here's money, dance monkey, yep. that kind of like you're just gonna get shut the fuck down, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go and spend your money on like something dumb. Like, I will go and, and buy something and stick up my ass just to go fuck you and your money. That kind of thing. Like, I, I literally have no problem doing that. But, like, to somebody come in and just, like, I think that's where a lot of problems are in Twitch and streaming in general and being like content creators and that is these people. And just to think, it's not all Twitch viewers, right? right no, man. get that out. Just the There's people who come order. in, eh, Yeah. People will come into chat and have this entitlement that I can give you money and you will do what I say. Because, and you're like, well, no, because fuck you. And secondly, fuck you.
2: Yeah, exactly.
4: But <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you you lick my fucking sole of my shoe, you cunt. Like, well, I don't know you. I don't give a fuck. Like,
2: yeah. I like, do how this works. Like, like. Uh, chat like Dred and chat said it's about integrity, it's having integrity of yourself and your brand, mm-hmm. and not I know... think it's also it also thingies
4: in, in this weird fucking concept that people that are on the computer are less worthy than it. In Can you imagine if I walked into Starbucks, handed the cashier a hundred dollars, and went, Right, show me your pits? Like, That's
3: why is it was...
4: that because? Why is it that because you're on the computer or you're on Twitch or you're on YouTube or something like that, does it make it okay for you to go in and be a fucking cunt about that? Like, imagine walking into a shop, going up to the fucking person at the till, giving them money and saying show me your tits. Like, it's that's Fuck you. Yeah. But even with the, uh, anonymity, a lot of the people that do that, they think that they have a right like, they're paying you as a content creator to create content. And it's like, no, I create the content. If you want to watch it, you watch it. See, if you don't, fuck off.
2: Facts.
4: Well, yeah, Like, that's, that's the thing. Right,
2: dread's gonna. A lot of
4: people want to know about the like. There, there is certain ones like. I, I, yeah, an anime is the is the keyboard warriors that they're hidden behind something. So the fact that like Twitch have integrated like you have to have a verified email, you have to have a verified phone number and stuff yep. like that to make it safer for people that are on Twitch. Like that's a good idea. Like I can accept that is to try and create a thing so that people that don't care about that that's fine. But it is just fucking. There is still some viewers out there that don't give a fuck if you know who they are. Right. Like they still have this entitlement that they think they own you now because they subbed, they gave you three quid, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, nah,
3: nah, bitch. Like,
2: But yeah. Like,
3: you, give you it back.
2: <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned the entitlement factor, and I agree. Like, there are a small percentage of of viewers who think because like they they give you like 3 bucks or whatever or they uh or they tip you something that they they have this like entitlement to well now you're going to do it and it's that's, that's not the case because like if you go to any like shop or or place of business and you purchase like a good or service you're only you're only entitled to the good or the service you're not entitled to extra demands right like if i walk in and say i want 20 chicken nuggets. Here's my 5 bucks. And then I go, "Where the hell's my Big Mac with my nuggets?" I'm not entitled to the Big Mac. I didn't pay for the Big Mac. I I ordered the chicken nuggets. That was the good that I was given, right? Even though I even though I feel like I should have a, a quarter pounder on top of that, you still got to like respect the terms of business. You still have to like pay extra for that. Um but there there's there like you said there's there's like the entitlement the anonymity the fact that some viewers feel safer because let's face it this is a camera i'm not in the room with yeah. shitboy999 right if i was in the room with shitboy999 and he threw 50 bucks at me and said dance monkey i'm dancing on a skull he's catching an ass woman, right if if some fucking xx69 edge lord is in Starbucks and which the hunter down and asked the barista to show his tits. Homeboy's getting his head bounced off the counter because that's not how you do stuff. But in, in the space we're in now, there is no potential ramification. There is no there is no potential for like conflict. There is no like yeah. there's no ass whooping for dropping, <laughs> you know, Dance Monkey in a chat. All you get is a band and you can make another fucking account.
3: Right, exactly, and I think that is is the thing. Oh, nice. And Go ahead, keep going. I was I was
2: reading a chat message.
4: Yeah, um, I think that is is just the fact that it's this this entitlement and, and this whole thing, and I I like I'd like to think that we're moving in a a a, a direction that it's going to be less and less or it's got to be rare, mere rare that you'll get these people coming into your chat and, and just being a dick, like, as so eloquently put. Uh, like, I think it is going to get less as time goes on. But at the same time, it's like, it's. I, I know it's like a social thing. I know set, Like, there's a lot of people that don't have the social structures in their life to understand how to talk to somebody like understand that that's fully acceptable mm-hmm. there's people in the world that just haven't developed a social fucking mindset to be able to understand that you don't just go up to somebody because th- there is like, like one thing that always thing me is when you're sitting playing a game on stream or something like that and somebody will come out in your chat and go can i come in and play you don't go into somebody's chat and ask them to join the game you, you just don't yeah right. it's just, it's just you it's you, like you have to either be invited or send a whisper or something like that or a dm or something like that and and let the, don't put the streamer on the spot like that i don't like random people in my games i'm never going to accept random people in my games unless i invite them or unless it's somebody that somebody i'm playing with knows and vouches to say yeah 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 I'm, I, i've am i played with this person a few times they're so quite good that's cool if you come into my chat and say oh can i join your game because the amount of times that like me and zim were playing raft and somebody came into chat and was like yeah. they followed me and then asked if they could play and i was like oh we're no we're not having anybody add in and then they unfollowed and left and it's like well yeah that's no how that fucking works but it's like I'm no one to sit and sit and let random people come in and play my game. I'm if I'm online playing with my friends, it's because I want to play with my friends. I don't want to sit and play with random people. I physically don't go into games and play random lobbies because I don't want to play with random people because nine times out of ten you're going to find an arsehole.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> and the thing with randoms too, it's a touchy subject, right? i like, especially like an a I don't know, platform where we are. You get those. Like, if I play on the rare occasion I play a multiplayer game, I do get those requests. Hey, do you mind if I play with you? And I politely say, no offense, I don't know you. I have a lot to lose if you turn out to be a shitty
3: person. Like, yeah. if,
2: if you turn out to be a complete fucking ass and say some random shit, I could lose my whole job. Yeah. So it's not that I don't want to play with people. It's I have too much on the line to trust some rando who's like, hey, I got to play with this streamer and I dropped the N word or I dropped the fucking any number of violations that could cost me because there are those fucking dudes who just their whole goal is to jump on with a streamer and say the shit and then they clip it and get that dude banned. So like, I'm not going to take the risk on a rando unless like you said, I have someone to vouch for that person or that person has been so long in my chat in my community yeah that i know them as a viewer and i can trust them because we have that relationship but if you just if you just follow and be like can i play my answer is politely no and if you don't give me the chance to explain it i don't give a shit if you leave fuck you you weren't worth my time anyway
3: yeah yeah
4: i think said says like it's it's one thing like i can understand it like if you're thinking about it and you just want to go and play with people online and that, that, that's cool and all that. But you you really should not be putting people on the spot. Like, yep. that's just rude. Yep. Like, for anything, not just about going in and asking people anything, because it's the same people that come in and think me like that, oh, um, I've been a follower for 10 minutes, you should totally raid me or raid my friend that's streaming at the same time and all that kind of stuff. It's like, nah, that's not... How-. Like, I know Monster. Monster has a thing where you can, like, you can force a raid or no force yep. a raid, but you can kinda of like nominate a raid as to where it too. goes and all that kind of stuff. Um which is fair enough, but it's a similar thing like um I've noticed it as well. Like Monster and his uh Discord, he has like a self-promo channel, which is yep. like which is cool and all that kind of stuff. A lot of people use it. You've got the same thing. Um but see if you went into like bigger Discords, right? A lot of them don't allow self promo and a lot of people get shitty about it and you're like well hold on a minute. You shouldn't be like unless it's it's offered, you really shouldn't be going in fucking self promo because it's just it's advertising. That's like gone to Apple, it got by Samsung, like it's it's not how it fucking works. But there's a couple of things that like like um like see the Wraith Energy, they have a Discord that you can go into mm-hmm. they have self promo channels. But see the levels thing that you can get in Discord, like how many times you chat, your level goes up. They have it set that you have to be level three or above. So see these people that go into people's Discords just to promo their own channel, but have fuck all conversations in it. They can't do it. You have to be an active member of the Discord to be able to promote yourself, which I think is a smart way to do it, because then you're not getting these random people that are just trying to jump on your back. To get themselves somewhere, like personally, if I'm thinking like with this whole like we want to think with the community, with like the drunk tank and all that kind of stuff, and right. get people involved, so we can help out streamers and that kind of stuff. That's all well and good, but at the same time, I don't want people taking advantage.
2: Yeah, we got to vet em.
4: Of the situations that we are creating. Mm-hmm to anybody like it's not so much that i I want to know exactly who you are and all that kind of stuff but i want to to be like the the point of it is that if monster like monster i asked monster to raid somebody the other day there because they were like three followers away for 50 yep and they were like so close to getting affiliate and all that kind of stuff and i messaged monster i was like look by the way is there any chance you can like send your 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 community or uh, to kind of give them follows or to raid them or something like that at the end of your stream just to just to help them out because like the it it seemed like I I I just fancied doing something nice that day. Uh and Monster was like oh, like oh yeah totally, totally totally but it's that kind of way the way I see it is in the kind of community that I want to with the drunk tank thing and all that is if I turn the run and say to Monster, can you help me out and do this and Monster does it I'm not going to sit and give him something, out yet. but the point of it is that I want to, at some point down the line, Monster's going to need help with something, right. and I want to be able to turn around and give him that help, or give him somebody that can help him. That's, that's how I see it, is that it, it shouldn't be an expected thing, but what you give in will come back to you when you need it. Right. And that's the kind of thing. That's why I don't want it to, uh, to be that you're sitting helping random people when they're just going to fuck off.
2: Well, it, it, you mentioned, you talk about the etiquette of it too. Like we've talked about boundaries of viewerships, but then we we also need to talk about the etiquette of like content creator. Like a lot of times Twitch is looked at as a competitive format. Like, oh, I got to be better than the next guy. So a lot of times you'll get younger streamers or or Streamers that are hungry, they'll come in and be like, Hey, dude, what's going on? And they'll say like two things and they'll be like, Oh, my Twitch. No, 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 no. That, that's not how it works. Don't do that. Because you'll get banned and thrown down the, on a pile of, I got no problem dropping a pan hammer on some overzealous dude. There's an etiquette to it. If you come in, especially on like my regular streams, like the Drunk Tank and the RPG shows, we tend to be in the moment more. Like we tend to react to chat via chat. Well, like on yeah. a normal stream where I'm like doing commentary or VO or whatever. If you come in my chat and I'll, I'll strike up a conversation with you. If you've been there for a while and you're, and you're chatting about what's on topic or what's on point or the game or whatever it is I'm doing at some point, I'll go, Hey, X person, are you a viewer or are you a streamer? And nine times out of 10, they'll be like, Oh, I'm a viewer or I'm a, I'm a streamer. If they're a streamer and they've kind of been cool and chatted and not been like, Look at me. I will give them a shout out and be like, yo, I'll hit the shout out command. It'll direct message will pop up. Sound effects will happen. You know, all the all the bells and whistles will pop. And I'll be like, you're a cool dude. If you guys aren't following this guy, go check him out. He's been in chat for a while. There's a certain level of etiquette and manners that should be observed because you're not going to walk into Starbucks and go, hey, Dunkin Donuts in the house. You're not gonna do that. That's not that's not how business is done. But yeah. But I don't know if it's like you said, I don't know if it's fly by night fuckheads who are just like, ah, my name's out there. People are gonna follow me because I said my name in the streamers chat. Not
3: how it's gonna yeah. work.
2: Or I went in Discord and dropped my self promo. The amount of people that look at self promo in my Discord. Like I've had people come in and I've purged them and tried to do that. And it's like, no one, no one cared because they have no connection to you. You weren't introduced, no, yeah, you weren't introduced by me, right? If, it, if it's my Discord situation or your Discord situation and some rando finds it, pops in, and drops a self-promo, that's getting heated either by the community <laughs> itself or by me or you because you weren't intro. You weren't brought into the community by me or you or Dredd or, or Zim or whatever. No one vouched yeah. for you. So no matter what you do, whether you drop your promo or not, no one's gonna fucking pay attention to it. Yeah. Because no one, no one's gonna take a risk that you're just a fuck boy or a fuck girl or a fuck them. No one's no one's gonna take a risk because no one's got like we were talking about phones off stream. Like I have a Samsung, right? I just got it. And you have a Google, and you were talking about upgrading, and I'm like, oh, I was thinking about getting a Google Pixel, but I don't know anybody who's had one. So I'm gonna stick with what. I know to be solid tech yeah. that works for me. But then you talked about your experience with a Google pixel. And I'm like, maybe the next time I upgrade, I'll consider the Google more. Yeah. And it, it comes down to, it comes down to inter- a, a level of etiquette, a level of trust and a level of respect um, with your viewership. And with, with like other content creators, if you break those trust guidelines, you I don't care who you are. Like, I and I'm not trying to throw shade, so if anybody knows this situation, don't think I'm throwing shade at it. My brother Rusty. Love him to death. But at one point, he was a shitty human being, and I and he was a subscriber and he donated money and bits. I banned
3: his ass. Gone. You're done, dude. Banned him like no sweat off my ass. Yeah. And he was my brother.
2: And I think, um, Having the ability to and like he's doing much better now and he's not a shit kid and he's like sober and recovering and being an amazing person now and we're cool like but at one point yeah. my own brother was so shitty where I was like you're out of here I'm you're, I'm banned I can't handle you so yeah. but I think um he's sober now yeah yeah he's sober now and doing well um but I think having that. Having that mentality to not not be, like we were talking about doing stuff for viewership, having the mentality of being like, I, I don't need your bullshit is yeah. something that a lot of younger content creators are afraid to do because they're afraid of like, oh, nobody's going to like me. They're never going to come back. If I ban this person or if I don't do this thing, I'm going to lose what little traction I got. No, are not. Yeah, because that the person that you're banning or the person you're telling no isn't a real supporter, isn't a real viewer, and I I I don't like the yeah. term fan or like you know whatever. And it's,
0: it's not as
4: if these people have any following. It's one random pathetic ass bitch. Right. That's who that is. They have no following. They have no love. They have no respect. Right. Nobody gives a fuck about them. That's why they're in your chat being a cunt. Is because nobody likes them so nobody's going to listen to them when they turn around and go you shouldn't follow this person because i went in and acted like a dick." and they said fuck off mm-hmm. like these people's going to turn around and go well i'm on the content creators because you're a dick so fuck
0: off exactly. that's how it works
2: yeah and so. I, I think developing i think de- i think the key to what we're talking about here is developing those boundaries and being okay with enforcing those boundaries as like yeah. a content creator and and even for like your life too like uh we talk about mental health a lot here i know we've got a, a a first time viewer and stuff a lot of the stuff we talk about is like mental health and and how we deal with sort of the world of streaming and i'm like i'm a dad and a dog dad and a boyfriend and you're like a brother and a son and you got stuff you got to deal with and you got work so we talk mm. about our mental health and how streaming and our jobs kind of play a role in it and i think we have developed enough in our sort of brand and our personas and our our mental approaches to streaming to where stuff like that doesn't bother us but i could see how it would bother Mm -hmm. like like my a couple of my kids are they're burgeoning streamers like my my son captain rex he He's a on again, off again streamer. And even sometimes he looks at me and goes, Well, you know, what should I do about if this, that, or that or the other? And I'm like, Fucking take yeah. control. It's your it's your brand. It's your show. Take control. And his question was, Well, what if XYZ happens? Don't worry about it. It's it's not important. Yeah. And I think I think having that quality control and, and having the that that ability to to basically say no and set boundaries and and be open and honest about those boundaries. And I've talked about it on here. Since I moved across country, Twitch is my job.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: still don't like shilling for subs and donos and bits. I hate it. But I have to do it more because this is how I this is how I can then contribute to my household until other avenues of yeah. income roll in. So a thing for me to get comfortable with and adapt and grow into. Is doing a little bit more of the show. Hey, drop an Amazon Prime here, or it's only five bucks. Or you know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to feed the Amazon Corporation, drop some money in the tip jar, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's just yeah, and Zim gets mad if I don't exactly right. But Dredd says like a bakery could let anyone just ask them to make any kind of cake, even offensive ones. But then you get the worst. Cake. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if you if you pandered to everything, you're going to get everything you're going to get the good the bad and the ugly so you have to sort of curate everything whether it's your your brand or your or your relationships with your family you have to be confident and secure enough to say no or i i appreciate your your support but that's not the type of relationship we have
3: yeah exactly
2: i think that's i think that's a lot harder for like younger cats in the game um you know because my old gray white haired ass but no, I, I think, it's, I think it's a great discussion to have, but that's not the major topic of this show, but it was a great discussion. Let's talk about Halloween, bro. My favorite <laughs> holiday of the fucking year next to you. Halloween, right? And I didn't dress up because I couldn't find my costume shit. I wanted to, but like, I didn't know where my stuff was and I wasn't going to tear shit off the rafters to fucking go do it. Everything okay, baby?
1: What? Are you for freaking real right now?
3: What do you mean? I'm about to get All rough.
1: you had to do was tell me that you wanted to dress up. All of I the house decoration stuff is sitting right out I there. I didn't know I wanted It's in plain <laughs> sight easily accessible what in the Sam Hesinkis is your problem? My problem was I
2: didn't know exactly what I wanted to dress up as and, and I, there's two
1: containers and there I, there went, and I wasn't I wasn't going to have I wasn't going to gonna have, something. I wasn't gonna have you
2: climb up in the You're rafters outside I thought they were in the rafters no. my bad <laughs> yeah, I, thought they were, I, thought they, I thought they were in the rafters and I didn't want you to have to like climb up there and like
1: Plus, I, I would didn't, have
2: had to climb. climbed there outside. But I also didn't know what the hell I wanted to dress up as. So I just was like, eh.
1: Here's two. You could have gone through and found so many costumes that we've had over the years, and you could have put something together. <laughs> drop that Chess like, like,
2: Chad's loving you. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you
1: do this? Because I'm
2: going to need it. Drop back, this is, this is B. She's my girlfriend. She's always on the channel. Back is Back is new to the podcast, so. Yes, this this is this happens. Chat loves when this happens because she just beats my ass. But no, I I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I also didn't want to go through a lot of like bullshit to get to it to like not have anything come to fruition. So I didn't want to like put anybody
1: out. All I'm hearing is bullshit excuses right now. It's not. It's literally the word you're looking for is unprepared. Lazy excuses. It's not. It is Shut up, Chris. it's Halloween you know darn well I'm going to have everything accessible back Halloween. loves
2: your lipstick I love it Thank too you.
1: it's
3: amazing you should see her nails her nails are hot as shit too look at that I'm going to get her to do my nails too
2: okay Twenty-one. I don't know maybe we'll do a nail chatting stream where you do my
1: nails you know it's going to take all of like five minutes to do your nails you're not
2: doing my nails right now I'm doing a podcast woman
1: no i'm saying like that's not that, that's not gonna fill a hole
2: get her to do my lipstick too <laughs> are you paying for lipstick <laughs> nails i'll give you for free lipstick <laughs> that's gonna cost you i got
1: lots of different colors i like. know you do
2: <laughs> that would be great
1: ah uh-huh. stop ganging up chat stop ganging up they gotta, they, makeup, they gotta hair
2: pay hair. for the makeover
3: stream baby <laughs> all right give me a kiss. Thank you for being there awesome. There, I got makeup. <laughs> there, I got lipstick.
2: <laughs> anyway, Halloween. Like I said, I was gonna, I was thinking of dressing up, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And with everything kind of like everywhere, I didn't want me to have to climb up in the rafters and move stuff around. And I was too stupid to ask.
3: What? <laughs> I know she's like, I wouldn't have to. She's over there roasting me off camera still.
2: i know it's what you do i just i didn't know like i think i was kind of like emin and han and i didn't have an idea so i just kind of sat on it and i was like "Mm." sucker." um but uh yeah so halloween let's talk about it like halloween um let's let's go into halloween uh i'm off track now (laughs) i gotta my brain's gotta get back on on the podcast track but um So, Halloween is, like, one of my favorite holidays of the year, and um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the origin of Halloween, because, like, Halloween now is, like, this big thing where we go out and get candy and we dress up in costumes, but a lot of people don't know the significance of Halloween.
3: What? Why are you handing me stuff? just Now she's just randomly, like, dropping stuff off, like, "Uh uh-huh.
2: But Halloween comes from... The Celtic and Pict uh I don't know if it's a holiday or what or what a religious event called Samhain, where the veil between the living and the dead is the thinnest, and uh it was used by ancient Celts and Picts to communicate with their ancestors and uh predict the future of harvests and whatnot. And then when Celt immigrants came over to the U.S. They sort of mishmashed traditions, and it became Halloween once the Christianity kind of took it and made it into All Saints Day, where all the saints and martyrs are venerated. So it's kind of got this like, like I don't want to say melting pot sort of holiday, but it's kind of like smashed all into one to get like what it is today, and a lot of like sort of the spiritual significance of Halloween has been removed by the general public where now it's like costumes and candy let's go so yeah. you being scottish what do you think of halloween That's i wanted to kind of talk about like the origin of it and then get like a scotsman's take because literally the the Celts sort of invented halloween in a way
4: oh yes yeah. it's, it's scottish it started it's a gaelic or a gaelic festival mm-hmm. um all right. hallows eve um Nowadays, it's no way like, we were actually sitting talking about that the night. Like, there's no many kids going
3: about, um, yep, kind of dressing was... up because it's quite funny. Because the whole, the whole, like, dre- like, so many holidays in the UK have become
4: Americanized, yeah. Like, um, like Halloween, see the whole trick-or-treating and going around, that's an American interpretation of yep. what All Hallows Eve was. Same with like Christmas. A Christmas in, like, the UK is now a lot more Americanized than what it was before. Like, before, it was just, like, you had goose, and you just sort of timey it around. Whereas, no, it's like a whole bit, it's like Thanksgiving, but we have it at Christmas kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never really done too much for Halloween. Like obviously like uh learning about it not kind of so stuff. You learned about at all in, in school. Um you learned about the I hang what's what's there's a poem or something like that that we used to have from um pardon, what's his name? Fuck
3: I can't remember <laughs> the, 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 the notes the name um by Robbie Burns. Um that is
4: there's a whole big fucking story that comes, uh-huh. like, I'm sure there was, like, a, 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 like, was there a TV show or something like that? But it was something, but uh, it was, it all thing made about, like, this uh, drunk guy, and there was, like, witches, and it was, like, 3am, so it was, like, the witching hour and stuff like that, like, it's a whole fucking big thing about that, that you learn in school about Tam O'Shanter, mm-hmm. but... Nowadays Halloween really isn't as big as what it used to be. Like we used to always dress up every year. There was like hundreds of kids out in trick or treating tonight. Think there was maybe seven or eight groups of kids that came to our door. Yeah, that that was really it. It's not. I mean, obviously, COVID the last couple of years kind of limited a lot of people. But we were actually sitting talking about it how for some weird nowadays parents don't let their kids go about as much because. Like, oh, you don't know whose door you're going to. It could be a dirty bastard that's at the door. Yeah. Um, or like, I've I've seen posts of people complaining that their wains have went trick or treating and they they have gave them sweets, but the kids can't have sweets because of the allergies. And it's like, well, it's no the people's doors that it's no their issue that your wains got an allergy to nuts or an allergy to gluten or an allergy to this or an allergy to milk. It's not up to the the door the the neighbours and that to. Give your child what it, it's allowed, like that's how it goes. So, I think nowadays it's kind of like people don't let their wings go about because they just want to moan about it. Um, so, but I always liked it, I never done it a lot, I never went full blown, no, like because obviously I never really like watched horror movies or anything like that. I was just happy, like, you dress up when we you were younger, you'd go about nowadays, I just go and do my own thing. It's, it just it's such it's a holiday that me personally,
3: I'm not really that fussed about it anymore. Which is sad because it was always fun, eh uh, But it's just
4: it's the same as everything. Like at Christmas, nobody really decorates their house that much at Christmas here anymore, and you don't have as much kind of group things at Easter. You don't have a lot of group things during the summer. Everybody's just too focused on themselves
3: these days that everyone sort of just died a death which is sad
2: yeah because i mean i i would agree the last couple years there's definitely been a decline in like trick-or-treating but like halloween like i used to go hard like i'm surprised Mm -hmm. because you and i talked about our childhoods a lot and we have very similar sort of childhood experiences but back in the day like when i was a kid dude we went like hard trick-or-treating like We got all costumed up Like you name it Like we were poor growing up So we had to make like A lot of like Homemade stuff So like A lot of grease paint Torn up clothes And whatever We could get our hands on But like I remember like We would take off At like Noon And we would be gone Till like Midnight Just gone Like our parents were like See ya We were like Grab a Grab a pillowcase And a flashlight And go The entire city Ran that bitch Me, my sisters, my cousins, my, you know, my brother, like, all that, just gone. Like, and even when, like, trick-or-treating was done, there was Ghost in the Graveyard, uh, Wake the Dead, Freeze Tag, all this shit. Like, we that was the one night a year where our parents were like, Rose all day, we don't care if you come back. till sun up. Like, we were gone. And, like, nowadays, like you said, like, people are like, well... Yeah, I really don't want you out after dark cuz we don't know if this person or that person. But here's the thing. We didn't know if the XYZ person was a dirty bastard either. Our parents didn't give a shit. They were like just go. If that dude down the street's a serial killer, some of you are not coming home and that's acceptable losses. Like literally. See,
4: this is that's <laughs> one of the things that I'd say to like my mom in that when we were talking about it was that it wasn't that parents didn't care back then but I think it was also parents let kids go see because you never ever were going see if you had an issue go with your kids
3: right. like
4: if you think that there's a pedo in your, your neighbourhood go with your kids trick or treating don't be a lazy bitch and fucking sit in your house and let your wains wander about the streets go with them go fucking do something but I think what the problem is is Back then you used to go in a group of like thirty kids.
3: Yep, yeah. And there was and always
4: cousins. an adult that was kind of run about, like who run were taking the their run. own kids out. Yep. And it was like you were never that too far away that if something had went down there was somebody there that would deal with it. But nowadays it is a case of there's like three kids going about themselves, So there's more potential danger that can arise now. And I think that's one of the problems is that because most people don't go and date now, it's just dwindling. Yeah. There's that, more danger to it than it used to be.
2: I, I think I think you hit it. It speaks to a loss of that community. Because I yeah. like I said, back in the day, like when I was like eight, ten, you know, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, forty, even fifteen years old, like it was me, my sisters, my brothers, my cousins, my school pals, and like everybody in the neighborhood knew. The minute, like, the the tornado siren hit, we were gone. We were rolling. We were raiding that neighborhood, next neighborhood, and then we were jogging and riding bikes across town to hit that <laughs> neighborhood. We knew where the rich folks were because the rich folks gave full-size candy bars instead of that fun-size <laughs> shit. We had it mapped out. Like, we, we were planning it for months. Literally, there was one time in my house, in my bedroom, I had a map of the city I lived in. And me and my cousin and my brother and sister, we had tactically went rich folks here, based on last year's intel. This, like, we literally wrote down what candy we got last year, and we had like we had cut it up and broke it down, and we like approached that like it was Normandy invasion. And we rolled out with like 30 deep. And you're right, there was a there was an adult or two roaming the neighborhoods because they were out with their kids or whatever. So so there was there was that. Well, there's 30 kids. No pedo is gonna try and do something with 30 kids because those 30 kids are either gonna get the cops or they're gonna beat pedo ass. Yeah, they ain't get the cops, or they'll grab one of the two roaming adults or the bigger kids, like the big teenagers who were out bag snatching, because that's what happened too. Like the older kids would go out bag snatching, but yet the older kids knew, like if shit went down, it was your job to look after the old the littler ones. So you may be snagging candy and having fun, but if something goes wrong, you are expected to step in and handle the business. But nowadays, like we, we didn't take our kids this year because we relocated and we're trying to get everything adjusted and we're so far behind getting rooms set up and stuff because of finances and whatnot. We just, we didn't have the time. We don't know the layout. Right. But next year I was talking to, to my, to my daughter and I was like, I I want to go big next year. I want to take the workshop. I want to put a bunch of food on the workshop. I want to have people come out to the property and we can do that. Cause I love Halloween. I love the, the just going out and just being a kid, like watching yeah. my kids when they were younger, go up to houses and get candy. Cause I was that parent. I took my kids out. I was like, we're going costumes on call your cousins. let like, let's fucking go. I'm that guy. And B loves Halloween. Halloween is like her shit. Like, she is like queen Halloween. Like I'm so, like even our trailer, our little fifth wheel, like we've got like 60 40 some feet, right? And it's just decorated. There's Halloween village and there's there's like cobwebs and shit. Like she goes all out. Next year though, I want to like have the kids friends out to the property and we can talk like we can do the the telling the the scary stories. We can get a big bonfire going on the property. We can have like creepy food. You know, and just have fun being kids. And I think Halloween, to me, is like Yule or Christmas. There is there's something to be said about being able to still tap into that childhood innocence and kind of be a kid, even though I'm 42, yeah. that still appeals to me. And, and still I still want that. I still want my kids yeah. as teenagers to be like, Dad, can we go trick-or-treating? Or or can we hand out candy? Or can we have a Halloween party? Because I think, to me, that keeps the kid in them alive. And it keeps the kid in me satisfied. Because I'm the biggest kid on the farm. Like, I'm, I still watch cartoons. I still fucking yeah. play, I play video games for a living. Like, I'm the biggest, stupidest kid on the farm.
3: Yeah, you're
4: you're holding on to that hairline for dear fucking life. Dude,
2: my hairline ain't received. Don't bring your problems here. Like I can pull this bitch down and I, my hairline is right fucking here, bro. Hairline ain't a problem for me. Maybe you, not me. But I, I I do remember Halloween. Like one of my favorite one of my favorite memories from Halloween is I tell this story all the time. My brother, unlike Cloud, not my brother Rusty, my brother Jeremy. He's my baby brother. He's like five or Eight, I don't remember. He's like between five and eight years younger than me. I can't remember the details, but there was a Halloween where I got to dress up as a xenomorph from the Aliens movies. And I had the big molded xenomorph head with the snapping jaws, and I had like this leather jacket that had all these like spikes on it, and I had these claw gloves. And we were, um, okay, back, thanks for coming by. We appreciate you. Um, I had these claw-like gloves, and we were living in this big house in, in Kenosha where I grew up. And there was this, the basement had this, like, stairway that went to a landing that turned the corner that went down in the basement. But the basement entrance had this, um, it would swallow the light. So if the light wasn't on in the basement, you really couldn't see shit. Yeah. So we had the light on the landing shine down. And you could just see like the top two stairs going into the basement. And it was just blackness. (laughs) My brother hates me for this. And I, looking back on it, it was horrendous of me to do this. But in the moment, it was the funniest fucking shit I've ever done. So I had somehow managed to get myself up on the basement ceiling. Because we had exposed beams and rafters. So I like climbed up the ladder and grabbed onto the rafters and kind of hung upside down on the ceiling of the fucking basement ceiling. And I hollered my brother's name to come find me. He was like six or eight at the time. He was really young. And boy, he come barreling. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you, big brother. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm going to find you. He hit the landing. And I crawled across the rafters of the fucking basement. And my head came out of the darkness as the xenomorph head. Because he was coming down the stairs. Didn't notice that the lights were off. He was coming down the stairs. I came right out the lip. The jaw opened up. And my brother went. Just silent death scream. Hit the ground. Started scrambling away. Running up the stairs. And I fell off. I let go. Of the rafters and I hit the stairs and I didn't even feel it. Cause I was just fucking dying laughing.
3: And then I heard it. My mother goes. That's. And she comes running down the stairs,
2: snatches me up by the front of my jacket, rips the head off me and goes, what the fuck did you do? And I was just, I I was laughing in her face. I was laughing. I was just dying. And she didn't hit me, right? She didn't hit me. She didn't, she didn't like, no, she got dead cold. And she goes, you know what your punishment is? And I'm like, yeah, what? like anything you do to me, it's worth it, right? (laughs) She goes, he's sleeping with you for the next two weeks. And I was like, bet. And you know what happened every night for the next two weeks?
3: He pissed the fucking bed. And pissed all over me. And I'm like, oh, worth
2: it. (laughs) But now looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, that was was probably too traumatic for a six, eight-year-old little boy. But man, that was one of my favorite Halloween fucking memories. Of all time, because that was, I I like scaring my siblings, but that right there was, that was that was a masterwork of terror. Like it was fucking, it was amazing. And I look back on it now, and I still laugh, but I know the trauma that I inflicted on my little brother. It's so good, but I don't know, like, and that and that's. Halloween, though, to me, is like you can. Halloween is that carte blanche to be just ridiculous, right? And whatever it is, your costume, you like your antics, you can you can just be like, and and inhib- like within reason, right? There's still shit yeah. kids that do shit stuff, but like if you're a good-natured kid, you don't have any any. There's no chains on you on Halloween. You can dress up and do whatever it is, whether you're a nerd or geek or you're a jock, you can wear your football uniform, you can dress up as like your hero and you and no one no one really who's not like a shit person cares. Everybody's like, Oh, that's a great costume or that's you know, that's a great the way you can imitate their voice like you can play around with voices and you can just be silly. And you can go around with your friends and you can get candy and tell stories and hang out with your parents and your parents do silly stuff and they make really weird food and they're like oh it's (laughs) eyeballs and sometimes it is like fish eyeballs and you're like oh okay or like they make worms and dirt and like they tell stories and you play games and there's a there's there was a bonding quality to that that it seems to have been lost because kids yeah. aren't trick-or-treating anymore they're not having halloween parties anymore not just because of covid but just because you know oh well you don't talk to your neighbor anymore you don't help the stranger <laughs> on the side of the road and in a way that that really saddens me and i i guess the reason i i still want to go so hard on halloween is like i'm hanging on to that like i can i can save it like at least my little yeah. corner keeps it alive but I don't know. I mean, yeah. What do you What do you got for Halloween stories? I know you didn't go hard like I did, but like, there's got to be some like Halloween where you were like, "I'm in it."
4: To be honest, no. I'd literally it's one of the few holidays where I don't have anything that I, anything worth talking about. Like, I I, I dressed up as a snooker player once. I was Dracula once i don't really remember much because it just it wasn't a holiday that made me want to remember shit mm. um i was always I, I always didn't really i think me too much with halloween because i hated other people dressing up because i hated no being able to see people's face oh, see no okay. being able to see who they were right. It just always that's what just always put me off. So it was like with Halloween and stuff. Like apart for things like, um, like you said, like watching the likes of like Hocus Pocus and stuff like that, and like Nightmare Before Christmas. I enjoyed watching oh, them. Like those with movies. my parents, then would sit and watch it as a family, and then would day like bobbing for apples and just like the little games and 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 funny little things like that. Just it's just about spending time with your family and stuff. But other than that. There's nothing really I can, like, add to the conversation in that regard. Like, there's no many stories that I can say. I can remember, like, 20 years ago, uh, somebody dressed up as a mobile phone.
2: Yeah, <laughs> nice.
4: That, that's probably one of the few memories that I can remember. As somebody, dre- somebody was dressed as Big Ben as well. Uh-huh. I can remember that one. But other than that, but you have to remember, like, for us, halloween always seemed to go like back in like the late 90s uh-huh. everybody was dressed up as that ghost face because scream right. was a thing so like every like see all the kind of like the asshole guys they all dressed up as scream yeah but they didn't dress up as scream they just wore the mask they were still going about with their night trackies on
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so it really was the, that thing that was always what it was whatever was big at the time they all dressed up as that so there was never even any and at the same time i think we started like i started time in about like late 90s early thousands that was kind of around about the time when people stopped making their own costumes and they were just going out and buying masks
2: yeah i agree so
4: we never really got the time where it was like you were like um haba she made the costume for kiddo this year yeah And and it was like that, like, you don't hear it that much anywhere where they're sitting making the full costume and that. I don't seem to have this, or I don't have the fucking time to do anything like that for you, so we'll just, I'm gonna go out and spend 20 quid on a shitty fucking mask that you
3: can wear, and that's it.
2: Yeah, it's weird because like, back in the day, we didn't have Spirit Halloween. We didn't have, like, we didn't have the Halloween stars. Yeah. Like, we we made our, like, we went to Shopco sometimes and got, like, the little plastic, when we were kids, we got the little, like, plastic overhaul with, like, the paper mache mask. But, like, a lot of the kids in my neighborhood did, like, their own, now we call, like, costuming is called cosplay, but back in the day, it was just you just dressed in costume. So, like, back yeah. in the day, like, everybody <laughs> had to make their own. So, like, Halloween was, like, the, the cosplayer's JV Practice where now like cosplay is a big deal, but we didn't yeah. have spirit Halloween. We didn't have like uh, what what's the other one? Do you guys have like a Halloween store out in the UK or no?
3: No, really, you have little pop up
4: ones that time. Mean, it's just costume shops. Okay. That's it. They'll pop up a couple of weeks before Halloween's gonna be, yeah, and then we... they'll fuck off. And then in two months' time, they'll come back as a
0: Christmas shop.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I... That's that's pretty much it. I think I think you made a point as like when people stop making their costumes and stop sort of doing it as like a family event or a community event, I think a lot of it went downhill because there is those protections when you're running with a crew of 30 kids and, you know, yeah. a couple of them are teenagers who got, you know, good intentions or the roaming adult. And I, I also remember back in the day, like we used to have like the block party on Halloween, like the Halloween, like, the block was shut down. You know, everybody knew that that day the kids were going to be doing stupid shit. So the parents all got together and, like, threw down on, like, barbecue and they all were, like, out on the porches drinking beers and and, hey, Bob, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, I saw your kid he was papering my house. You gotta send that fucker over here tomorrow to clean it up, right? And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah." (laughs) So, I think, I think as we've sort of moved away from community, um, yeah. Halloween has been a a casualty of that. And to me, it's sad because what really has changed to get rid of community?
3: Selfishness.
2: You think so? Because
3: I, I can't... Yeah, that's I don't it. have an that's answer. The
2: okay, let me... Enlighten me, because I don't... I, I can't find a reason incredible reason I just think,
4: it's like- people just want to do their anything that's As people don't want to put out the effort to go and do things for other people they care about number one that's it that's that's as far as i'm concerned that's what it is is people just do not care about other people unless it goes against their belief then they have an issue with it. but other than that people just want to be left alone to deal. you see it the new right my sister she went trick-or-treating with her two kids now my my first nephew is eight my second nephew is just turned two i think mm. i think it's just it's two or three and she said that she was walking up the street and see the ones that didn't really want to do anything you could see them turning the lights off and shutting the blinds because they just don't want to do anything for anybody else All they care about is themselves they don't want to have to like the amount of people that I, like you talk to and they complain about all these people coming to their door, it's like, well, they're coming to your door one day a fucking year. Go the fuck up, you pathetic yeah. old fuck. But that's all it is. It's just people just are selfish bastards now. That's, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's it. If anybody can come in and change my mind on it, then fucking go ahead. But as far as I'm concerned, people nowadays are more selfish and they're not willing to do things or understand things to if it does not affect them personally, and even at that, sometimes the day things doesn't even affect them, like these ones that are turning and anything like, like the ones that attack people because they're gay, and it's like, oh, what does it fucking do to you? Like, that's, it's just people, people have their own prerogatives, and as long as they are finally done themselves, then that's it. And answering the door and giving fucking 20 pence candies to a child is too much for them. Because it's just it's bothering them. They can't watch their TV program in peace, even though for three hundred and sixty-four days of the year they can sit and do what the fuck they want. It's not as if it's a weekday, fucking every single week we have this event. That's what the problem is. Is to me, it's because people do not care, and they and if they care, it's because they only care about themselves. And it's hard for me to anybody to come around and tell me otherwise
2: yeah and i mean you're not wrong like i mean like i said i was thinking about it today and i was like i couldn't find an answer like i don't i don't understand it i don't understand it from a selfishness perspective because how hard is it i mean i understand money is tight for a lot of people but like a bag of candy is like five bucks. That is your your Dutch Brothers, your Starbucks, your McDonald's. Like, you can't drop but five bucks to me. They...
4: No, because they're taking away something that they want.
2: Yeah, but it's like, going to make that kid like a kid is, ha- they... like, is going to remember why
4: that. Why do they care? It's not their kid. <laughs> what well, Does it affect them? But what affects them is them getting their Starbucks in the morning or getting their fucking McMuffin from McDonald's. That's what the problem is: is people do not care about anybody else but themselves or anything that affects them. So they're no gonna gee up the Starbucks for a day. They're no gonna gee up the fucking McDonald's. They're no gonna gear up anything for somebody else or somebody else's kid because it does not, it does not gra- grant them anything. It does they na- they don't get any gain at it. Yes, you so do. But they don't. But Nothing don't. that matters. But don't
0: goes, get seeing the that kid that matters smile to
2: and laugh and say thank you and watching that kid like his day that's not that's that is like everything that's, that's the thing is these people do not care about that
4: like you're still looking at it from uh like you're a decent human being <laughs> Most people like these them. people that don't want to do that is because they just they do not care. A kid's smile means nothing to them. Kid, it's it's just how it is. It's sad. It is sad that that's the the world that we're or the society we're now living in. Is that most people just don't care enough, and it is because like. For Christmas, we go kind of all out for Christmas, because obviously, like, my nephew's nine, and my other nephew's two, and all that kind of stuff. So you still want to instill that kind of Christmas feeling, but we maybe be the only house that has Christmas lights up. Like, you look about, and most people don't have their Christmas lights Now, 20 years ago, every house had lights up. No, they don't. So it's like, it's just over time, people have stopped caring about other people. That's 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 the sad thing about it, is that people have just stopped caring at what affects other people. If it affects them, that's all that they think, or if it affects their belief, that's it. Because most of these people that turn around, like, see the people that complain, like, oh... It's absolutely shocking that we're having to say Happy Holidays now instead of Merry Christmas because of this and religion and all that. And you're like, for 20 years before this was a thing, you gave zero fucks about Christmas. You mm. were the type of person that complained because kids were laughing in your general direction. That was the type of person you are. but because something came along that sort of went against what your belief was, now you've got an issue where That's what the problem is, is like, it only matters to them if it's gonna cause them any anguish, which is sad. Like, who cares? Like, throw up a fucking Christmas light. And it, it's it, like, even at that rate, it's not even as if you have to turn around and go like that, or like, you could at least put up a decoration. You don't even have to do that. You just have to be fucking nice. Like, don't turn off all your lights and your blinds. Buy a fucking bag of sweets. And give a child a sweet. You don't have to sit there and have a twenty-minute conversation with them. Like you just open the door and go, "Oh, you look fantastic." Give them a sweet and then shut your door <laughs> right. for a couple of hours one night a year. That's it. But it's just it's too much for some people, apparently.
2: But okay, I, I see your logic behind it, and I, I agree with everything you said. But my 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 follow-up question is, why? Why do we let them win? No, it's just it's because
3: people don't care enough
4: to argue back. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. People don't care, so they don't want to do it, and the ones that don't want to do it just don't do it. But the other people don't care enough to argue against it.
2: What I care. Yeah, because that's... like it's maybe it's the dad in me, or maybe it's the decent human being in me, what little there is of that. (laughs) Kids deserve to have a memory of, like, being, like, out and having a fucking fun time. Like, not, kids should not be ground into the dirt from the time they roll out the womb, being like, everything's about you, and life sucks. Like, kids aren't I mean, it's good practice (laughs) for when they have, I don't have to. Shut (laughs) up. I'm (laughs) making a point.
3: But, like, what? This upsets me This makes me mad Because like Why
2: Like r- really Like you're that much of a fucking dick That you can't make a kid happy for one fucking night Maybe Alright let me, let me look at it this way Maybe the kid's parents are fucking shit They're just asshole bad parents And maybe Halloween is that one chance For that kid to smile like, maybe yeah. the Halloween where he can go out for a couple hours and not deal with a fucking drunk dad who knocks him around or a fucking mom who neglects him or whatever. And he goes out and he gets candy and he's with his friends or they're with their friends and they have a stranger be like, oh, your costume's dope. Maybe that's the little bit of kindness they get in their life. Like, how hard is that? I'm like, literally, you can see, I'm like, Fucking styming at this. It why why is why does it got to be that way, Chris? I don't know. Probably
4: because this whole entitlement era started coming about, and people started getting entitled to what the thing. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, people should be selfish about their own happiness. If they don't enjoy something, then they shouldn't do it. That's right. fair enough. I can completely understand that. Like, like I can understand that there's people that just, maybe they have issues with the whole, like, horror Halloween kind of thing, and they just, it triggers them. That's a fair enough thing. Right, so that's it's, fair. But again, it's just one of the ones it isn't just about Halloween, it's about Christmas, it's about even, like, it's something, it's even a thing they don't, eh, uh, like you can literally put everything into it politics, religion, race, sexuality, eh, uh, gender everything people have entitlement over because they have this entitlement that if it bothers them then it must be a problem even though the only reason it bothers them is because they're weird like somebody's sexual preference means fuck all to you but you're gonna let it affect you that it's an entitlement. It's the same people that turn around and go like that joke was offensive. No, you found that joke offensive, but the joke is not offensive.
2: Being offensive. If offensive.
4: million people don't find it offensive, therefore it must not be offensive. But this is why it's fine to be offended, but stop being offended for somebody else. And it's like that's it's just I think it's just a selfishness and entitlement that's came across society in the last few years and that's why a lot of things just aren't the same you don't get the same christmas you don't get the same new year you don't get the same halloween you don't get the same easter you don't get the same thanksgiving don't get the same any fucking holiday like uh, uh usually at the summer in the uk the schools stop from about the end of june and don't start until august like mid-august so they get like six weeks summer holidays off when I was growing up, every fucking day from 8am to 10pm, there was about 40 us out playing football, hide and seek, fucking chases, all sorts. Seven days a week for those six weeks. You used to go back into school and you wouldn't even know how to write. Because it'd been six weeks since he'd used a fucking pencil, he'd be sitting there going, I don't know how to f- look at this. My arm's just fucking gone. Right. But you don't get that anymore. Mace means are sitting in the house because their mas and dads are having to work or they just don't want to have to fucking date. And they, like the amount of parents that know, like I'm not saying all parents, but the amount of parents that it's almost as if it's a fucking chore that their kids are off school for six weeks. It's as if it's like the government's fault for. Putting the wings off because they've not got the time to look after their own kids. Right. So it's like it is. It's just it's it's just it's an entitlement and selfishness that a lot of people now have. That's 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 how I look at it.
2: Yeah, it, it's you're probably you're probably right on that call. I just for me, I don't understand entitlement because I don't, I don't. From my, the way I perceive myself being. I don't feel like I have any sort of entitlement because I, I very consciously try to avoid situations like that because I grew up very poor and I, I, I went from being very poor to having my mom in a relationship where we had a house and we had everything. And then then we went back to being poor and then I was on my own and I was married and had a house and two kids and I had pets and then I was divorced. And then, so I've run the gamut of being well to do and being destitute. So I don't I I think the biggest issue is I don't I don't understand entitlement because I don't see myself having a lot of entitlement issues
4: because most people don't have it. Like that's the crazy thing about entitlement and selfishness and like the media nowadays is that The only media that gets traction is bad media. It's, see, the the arseholes, they're the ones that has a voice. Most people, like, the majority of people in the world do not care if you're gay. The majority of people in the world do not care if you're black, white, fucking green, purple. Most people don't care if you identify as a female, a male, neither, a toaster, a wheelie bin. Most majority of people in the world do not care because it does not affect them. But see the ones that are cunts. They're the ones that get a voice. They're the ones that get the megaphone. Mm-hmm. That's that's the sad state of affairs that we're in as a society, is most people do not care. It does not affect them. But because the people that get a voice are the cunts, that's, that's the voice that a lot of people associate. So it's like all white people must be racist because right. this small group of people Thing. What's, look at the stigma that veganism gets oh right. vegans are cunts no, no a small percentage of vegans that go in and throw fucking things at people that are ordering burgers and shit like that they're, they're cunts right. most vegans just want to be left alone to eat what they want to eat what does it matter what I put on my plate that you put on your plate you're not eating what I've got why does it fucking bother you that much? I'm no turning around and saying you're a cunt for eating meat. All I'm saying is let me eat my fucking veg. It doesn't matter. And that's what the majority of vegans want. They just... They have a belief and they just want to be left to be able to believe it. The exact same way as you have a belief. and. And if you were in the vegan side of things, I could turn around and go all meat eaters are cunts because all meat eaters want to thing me. It's just, oh, I'm just going to kill all these animals. I don't care. I'm going to do this. Eh? But that's not what all meat eaters do. Meat eaters just want to, like, it's just somebody that likes to do it. It's just, they just want to eat it. What does it fucking matter, really? Like, no, we've had conversations about, like, like the, the, the emissions and all that kind of stuff that... Uh, agriculture and that kind of brings to the planet right and last week we talked about how if the only the only thing that came with meat eating is because you liked killing animals yep, was a thing a lot of people would probably change right and they would go to the lab growing fucking proteins and shit like that that would create like a burger and stuff mm. like the majority of people would do that because it's it's the taste and all that there's only a small amount of people that if you turned around and went, by the way, there's this alternative that you can have, literally, it's meat. It is real meat. It's just grown in a lab and nothing has to die. So the only reason you would eat this other product is because you enjoy killing the animal. Right. Then that's that's the argument. It's like we, we talked about guns. The only reason why you want a gun is because you like guns. There's no other reason. There's no other argument. It's the only right. argument you have for having liking gun is that you like guns. There's no other reason to have a gun because you put it in a locker, you put it in a fucking safety box, all that kind of stuff. It's no going to protect your family if somebody breaks in because the, the break-in's no going to sit there and wait five minutes for you to remember your wife's mother's fucking birthday that the password is. Right. It's no how it works. Right. So it's like, that's where the problem is, is that the voice that people listen or, or get put out is, is the cunt voice, which is a very small percentage of anybody. All whites don't hate blacks. Small percentage that hate them, but they're given the fucking platform to do it, which is fucking shite. It's the exact same thing as all, all Christians hate gays. No, they don't. And all Catholics don't hate gays. It's a small percentage that have this entitlement that they're right. They're the ones that get the voice that they shouldn't get. My mum's a Catholic. She could not care less if you're gay or no, because it doesn't actually state in the Bible that right. you're not allowed to that you've to hate gays. Yeah. It's just another entitlement that people can't turn their room and say. Like that's the thing, is that most don't but it's the voice of the, the few that is the that get branded as the voice of the many.
2: Right, so and it's no right. So then I guess the answer to the, the central conundrum that we're struggling with is the voice of the many guns. <laughs> Well yeah, but then the voice of the many need to use their fucking voice.
4: But that's the thing, is the voice of the many try and use their voice and they're shouted down because the platforms that can give someone a voice yeah. aren't willing to like you look at us, right? We'll sit and talk about, and we'll like we'll back up everybody and everybody that is right. Right, mm-hmm. that's that's the thing. Like, I understand that there's like there's fucking freedom of speech. I, that's a thing. You Not don't have freedom of, consequence. of consequences. Mm-hmm. Like, if you turn around and say something racist, yes, you have the right to be racist. I have the right to kick your fucking cunt in.
2: Damn, skippy.
4: So it's like that's that's how it is. It's like like yes, you have the right to say this, but your boss also has the right to fire you for saying that
3: because
4: that's the consequence of your action people don't want to associate that their actions have consequences anymore anyway. and that's what the problem is because they're so ingrained that they have a, an entitlement a right to say whatever they want when it's affecting other people and i know it can work the other way right i know that there's there's things that can go either way you know that that's fair enough and you're never going to be able to argue for everybody but the problem that there is is the platforms are giving the voice to the wrong people because it gets them viewership. Yes,
2: yeah, so we know it's a crime to whoop someone's ass, right? It's <laughs> supposed being
4: racist, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly, <But> yeah. <laughs> what, I'm saying. The, 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 what I'm meaning is if they have the right to be racist, I have the right, I'm going to say their right to be racist is wrong, but no, racism is a crime. You can get jail time.
2: Yeah, for being racist. It, well, it's not that here. A crime. It's not here in America. Hate speech isn't a crime here. You sure? Yeah, you... I'm
3: sure
4: it got uh, got past and all that kind of stuff because it's been a crime here for a while. Nope. Um,
2: you can be as shitty as you want here in America, and you're not gonna get you're not gonna get ticketed unless the hate speech is is connected to oh, violence.
4: Aye, aye. No, that, that's 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 all right. That's all right. But that's what I'm saying. Like here anyway. Like it's. The, but the argument that I'm saying is, somebody being racist is wrong. Me assaulting somebody is wrong. Ah, the the consequences of me assaulting somebody is jail time. The consequences of you being racist is getting your cunt kicked in.
2: Exactly. I that's, agree. That's,
4: that's, like that's right.
3: the, the thing...
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I no, I totally get where you're coming from, but I get, I guess my, I guess my, 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 my point is, is, if there's so many of us who don't care and want to do what's right, is it cause one we don't want conflict anymore, where like we've become more conflict averse, and we don't want to deal with the confrontation and the bullshit and all the stuff that goes with it or is mm. it or is it we just don't care because we know it's just some douchebag down the street yelling yeah. like is it is it is it almost a is it almost an unconscious bias of the good people of like well that'll get taken care of by someone else and we forget mm. that we need to take care of that I don't know that that's kind of what I'm thinking like I, that's kind of the the part I'm struggling with is if if the voice of the many is getting shouted down is it really the platform's fault or is it our fault to not match the shouting down they'll be like look there may be 10 of you fucking cocksuckers speaking for 100 million of us and the 100 million of us are fucking pissed off shut the fuck up do do you see what my 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 issue my my issue i'm dealing with i think
4: the other thing that comes with that, but is the argument coming for the other side, but is there's somebody being racist, right? And like a small group of people are being racist and that's the voice that's getting thingied up, right? It's the same on the other side is that like, there's a group of people that are have are being targeted for racism and all that kind of stuff, right? There's a small percentage of that group that see if like like if a white if a group of white people are racist to the, the, the group of black people and then this other group of white people turn around and start going oh this is wrong this is you know there's another small group of those black people that will then turn around in the other whites and be like you don't know what we're going through how can you argue at our side so it's like it's always gonna be another minority like the majority of like
3: uh, Black people in America uh, would love for, like, other races to kind of, like,
4: help defend them, and they thing. like, everybody should be able to do whatever they want, that's that's it, the- everybody should be able to live in fucking harmony, but there's also a small group of the minorities that are assholes to the majorities as well, for trying to help them, because we don't need your fucking help, why are you thinking in that, so it's like, that's where the thing is, is there's always a minority of the group that are cunts that put off other people. A lot of good people got on there and got it's not even worth their time, because if we say something, we get lumped in. Uh. As if we are, we are thinking because we are right, we know better, we know this is wrong. And it's like, we haven't lived through your pain, so how can we argue and defend you when we don't know what we're defending? But m- the majority of people that are being targeted through racist means, want help so i think it's just always there's always a minority of all groups that have a louder voice that are being assholes to a group trying to help as well
2: you you made an yeah no 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 that that's that's a great that's a great statement but you made an you made an interesting comment that there is in every group there is a group within that group that says you don't know the struggle shut the fuck up yeah do you necessarily need to know the struggle to be an ally to help somebody? Or can I you don't can, think so. can you just say, look, I don't I can't I haven't lived your shit, but I want to help? Can like let me know how I can help? Like well, that's I, the
3: thing. I'm
2: white, right? That's... Okay. I'll, I'm white. But I've lived in predominantly African American neighborhoods. I have lived in predominantly Latino communities. I have lived in predominantly Asian communities. And I have lived in predominantly white communities. I have not had my ass whooped, been whooped by the cops. I have not been wrongly accused. Okay, wait. Before I said that, yes, I have. But in general, I have not been stopped and accused of a crime just because I look different. But that doesn't mean that I can't relate and be like, bro, that's bullshit. Is there anything I can do to help? I might not know the exact struggle or what you're dealing with, but I'm here trying to be a friend and an ally to be like, what can I do to help? I'm not gay. I am the I'm the, I say all the time, I'm the only straight dude in my house, but that doesn't mean that I can't be an ally to my kids or or my, my girlfriend even though i don't know the the struggle of what it's like to be other oriented but i can at least be like alright i can read up on it and be like okay this this is this is typical of of what it is i understand how can i help why is there got to be somebody who's like well you don't you don't live it so how the fuck do you know i don't need to
3: know i don't need to live the struggle to try and fucking help i don't think am i wrong no well that's the thing is that That's, that's where it comes from. It's like you
4: don't have to be, you shouldn't have to be able to relate. You shouldn't have to have went through the same pain to be able to, for me, it's a case. I have not been through the same pain as um black people or Latinos or Asians or anything like that had in certain societies, right? I've not felt that pain, but I shouldn't have to feel that pain to understand that it's wrong so me wanting to help shouldn't be that i should have to like under like i just understand that it's wrong and i want to help make the difference mm-hmm. so it's like
3: that's that's the way i see it is that um It's again, it's a small number of people that that
4: have that belief that or oh, unless you've went through that, you don't know what it feels like. I know I don't know how it feels like, but to me, the fact that I don't know how it feels like makes me know that it's wrong. Yes, I have it's good point. to deal with so it's like why why is me helping a bad thing? Why is me wanting you to go through life? in the same way that I've been able to go through life without having to feel that pain, why is that a bad thing? And again, I just want to reiterate that this is... this is It's a small, small fucking percentage yeah, it's, of it's the mass. it's very small. It's, it's though that all people have this belief, but that's, again, that's the voice that the media and social media not push forward. It's hard for people to think. And, like, the point, that like... Uh, Dreadmed, yeah, assault or legal ramifications couldn't shouldn't be the only options. But at the same time, there's no other options. It's got to the point where if there was other options, people wouldn't go a uh, assault or legal ramifications. There shouldn't that shouldn't be the op- the only options. There should be a much bigger thing. But it's people have got to the point where they feel that is the only option. Right, they feel which it. is sad in itself. Like like that that is quite sad. Like I I totally agree that it shouldn't come a like it shouldn't be assault. Like you say something bad, you get assaulted. That shouldn't be because a lot of the times people say these things, it's because they a lot of them just don't understand what it is. Right, and I feel like people shouldn't just get lumped in that because you said something racist or you said something offensive. It should be that you're officially just a cunt. People learn, people grow, people have to be educated. If you turn around and go, Excuse me, like you said, you sent this tweet 10 years ago and it was a bit thing. People are allowed to grow. Yes. What somebody said 10 years ago is not the type of person that they are now because they understand what they said was wrong, and they've educated themselves on that. That's not who they were. But the problem that there is is a small group of people still believe that because you said that 10 years ago, that's still who you are. So I do think that people that are, like, say, like racist or homophobic or anything like that, it doesn't have to be assault or or legal proceedings or locked up and all that kind of stuff, but there should be something like like... Uh, you commit a crime, you'll get turned around a gliccari. Like, if you don't get jail time, you get that community service. You could have something where you turn around Like, like somebody that says something racist, you have to, like somebody that does sexual harassment in work, they have to go to a workshop to learn how not yep. to be sexual harassed. So it's like we can have those kind of workshops for other people and it could be one of the ones that you have to get go, go to this and learn and be educated on why what you said was the wrong thing to say and all that kind of stuff. Help people understand what the problem that, of what they said is. Later on it could be one of the ones, three strikes and you're fucking locked up because you're just a dick at that point. Like if it, nobody should have to be told more than once or twice that you're being a dick to stop being a dick. If you continue to be a dick then you're just a dick. Like, if somebody says it once and then learns for that and never says it again, they've grown. Like, that's fine. They just didn't notice that. But if you still keep on doing it, you're just a dick. That's it. That's... I've not got time for you. But yeah. there should be other ways to help people grow. And it sh- society on the other side have to accept that yeah, you can turn around and go, it's an older generation. Like, when my grandparents were growing up, being gay was illegal so they were raised that it was bad and it it's gonna take you can't like a lifetime of being put into some form of society it it is just an overnight fix but again there's certain people from that generation that weren't willing to learn and they're the dicks at that point like that's that's your end thing most of them were like that like they maybe make a they maybe say a word that back then so like I had this conversation uh, last night with Haber so I, in like for in Glasgow especially right we used to grow up and one of the, the terms that I used to use was a black bastard it wasn't directed at anybody of black descent or race or anything like that black bastard was used as a term of see somebody that was just being disgusting. Like, see, if they were, like, pitting their nose, you'd go, oh, you black bastard. Because it, it wasn't that you were being, it was because of your colour, it was just because you were being dirty, you were being disgusting. Mm-hmm. I stopped using that term years ago because the implement of it was that, yeah, you don't mean it that way, but this is the way it could be taken. So I no longer use that term. Most people in Glasgow don't use that term anyway. No, because uh, the black community were turning around and going, well, what makes the colour black dirty? And you went, do you know what? That's actually true. Like, what? what is it of being black? Like, why is it black? Why is it, no, you're green bastard because you're pitting your nose or something like that? So that's where I kind of learned from it and kind of went, well, no, I can understand why the black community maybe take that as an offensive term. I'm now going to never say that again.
0: Well, Except
4: for in this point where it was of a learning, I, I want to reiterate that this is of i well, yeah, learned- I'm explaining a level of growth that people can make but again people that still use that term even though they were kind of told that it 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 could be interpreted this way if you're still using that term you're just being a dick
2: yeah that's a that's a great example of like personal growth and and before we move on to game releases i i wanted to share a similar story of of personal growth i'm 42 years old i grew up in the 80s and 90s and i spent a lot of times in socioeconomically displaced and and downturned uh, communities uh, a lot of my friends were black. I was on the basketball team majority of the basketball team was black. There was a time in my youth I used the n word with the g a not the e r at the end. It was common in my vocabulary because I grew up in that neighborhood. all my friends were of African American descent. And that was a term that they used to show affection to each other. And because I was in that community and I in I had that friend group and I was part of the basketball team using the word that the, the N word with the G A at the end was, was a term of, of familiarity for me. Yeah. A white kid. As I kind of grew up and sort of grew out of, living in a predominantly black community and, and still having black friends but not them being the majority of it I saw how the, that word was used in other ways to be hurtful and very like derogatory even though I yeah. wasn't using the ER right? I used the GA which you hear in music and TV all the time I realized that I wasn't wasn't African American. That's yeah. not a that's not a that's not a term of familiarity for me. Yeah. It's a term of familiarity for them but not for me, not anymore. Yeah. And since then I've I don't use that word anymore. Because it's not yeah. I've grown to understand the 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 different depths of how that that word can be twisted and used offensively, so I don't use it and now, when I hear people use the the e r or or the the other word, and they're not part of that culture or or part of that community, I do say hey mm-hmm. yo don't don't bring that energy here. we don't want to hear that that's not yeah that's not appropriate, so no um, exactly. So I think, like you said, the the fact that people need to be given the chance to grow and educate and not just be get their ass whooped right. Don't don't jump from, hey, dumb shit was said to kicking your fucking cunt in. Jump yeah. from you said a dumb shit to hey, bro, one, we don't appreciate that here, and here's why. Yeah. But if it persists and ass whooping is totally legit. Cause back in the day, when I did (laughs) dumb shit, my mom whooped my ass, and I learned not to do that again. And my kids, I my kids have gotten maybe whacked once or twice because they did something really fucking dumb, and pushed the line beyond. Like, look, we've don't fucking bark at me, don't snap at me, don't talk to me like you know I'm dirt. I warned you, and I've cracked you for it. I don't have to do that anymore. But Like every once in a while Kids get wild And they gotta be you, Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do I don't advocate for it but there are times Where it's like And you may disagree It's just the way I was raised My mom jumped from whipping my ass to jump one With me I, I'll try and talk And educate But very rarely have I ever like raised a hand of my kids Like very rarely And I'm not proud of it yeah. but it is what it is But that's what I'm saying I've grown To realize that maybe cracking them wasn't as effective as (laughs) I thought it was. And, you know, doing other methods is more effective. I think that's a great point that we all need to. We all need to understand that stupid shit is stupid shit. And we all need to stand up against stupid shit. And let people know that that stupid shit isn't acceptable. And here's what is acceptable. And if you're not going to get on the train to be a decent human being, then you're going to get your ass whooped or you're going to get ostracized and pushed yeah. out of acceptable company because yeah. we're not going to tolerate that stuff. And with entitlement to kind of put a bow on it, cause we got to get the game releases and the happy ending. Entitlement needs to be shown that it's not acceptable anymore. Like it's not, it's not socially acceptable to be an entitled fucking dick and maybe yeah. just maybe community is an important thing like you and i and everybody on your discord and my discord and, and zim's discord are trying to foster that community aspect and we're we're trying yeah. to do our part because we are of like mine who's like it's not it's not cool to be a dick get the fuck out so maybe if a bunch of people come around to the fact of like holding the dicks accountable for their dickishness maybe we'll start to see a shift in a
4: more positive see, direction. Was, I hope maybe kind of. That was that was the point that I would make is that you don't have to I know confrontation is a big deal for people, like being in a confrontational kind of situation can be a bit alarming for people and they don't want to be in that situation. That's totally fair. But I think what one simple thing that people could do, especially even online, is see if someone is being a dick or rude or anything like that simply you just call it out like i've had times where I, i've been playing online right like like um i was playing with my friend uh Warzone. like this was like maybe like a year two years ago right and she is fucking badass at the game right mm. but we were playing and we were playing like with like uh, two random people right and when we were playing the game She she made a comment saying, like, oh, this person's there, there. And one of the guys started turning around and was like, oh, fucking Lassie playing fucking girl game, a fucking shite, and all that kind of stuff. And the pal, right, turned around and went, oh, fucking get out of here, and removed them from the team, right? Now, this was his pal, because they said after it, like, once they'd kicked him from, like, the, the party, he turned around, he both used, like, look, I'm really, really sorry for my friend, like, that was, that was wrong, it was that's uncalled awesome. for, and it's the last time I'm going to play with him, and it was, uh, that, that was, like, my my friend was happy with that, it was like, somebody actually doing a fucking thing, and that's what it is, like, see if you're playing a game with your friend, and they start their shit, just turn around and go, no, fuck off, I don't want, it. I'm not playing with you,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and that's it, just tell me you don't want to play with them. Because that's the only way that some people are going to learn. See, when you stop inviting them to come play because of the comments they're making, they'll soon learn that if they want to play with you or any of your friends, they're going to have to be decent. Mm. Like, if you stop allowing these people to be a part of things because of the comments they're making, soon enough, they will learn. This, this is a lovely thing where you can teach a five-year-old not to be a dick. See, when a 30-year-old cannot be taught how to not be a dick, that's when you know there's a problem with the person. It's yeah. not a, anything else, it's the person, because five-year-olds know this shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, Five-year-olds know that so. if you
4: say something bad, that they're going to be punished for it. That's the level we're talking about, and they should be treated like that. Treat them like a five-year-old. They don't get to play with their friends. Simple as. And they'll soon stop.
2: You're not wrong. I think that's a great way to. I think that's a great way to end that topic. I, th- I think that's a perfect sort of segue or a perfect ending to it because I can't say it better than that. So with that, we're <laughs> gonna jump into a quick kind of jump through some interesting game releases. We don't do game releases a lot, only if something like interesting pops up. But we'll kind of whip through them. Uh, we'll do a brief discussion of what the game is and, and why we're interested. Then we'll jump into the happy ending. So Chris, the first one on the list is someone you've been like. You've been on this this train. You've been, like, cheerleading <laughs> in this game for a while. So what is it and what's it about? Yeah.
4: Right. It is the game Madison. I played the demo a couple of weeks ago, right, on stream. And I really enjoyed the game, right? We had a wee bit of thing where we were like, oh, the demo was awfully short. But at the end of the day, it was
3: a demo. And I think we got, like, an hour, an right. hour, 30 minutes worth of game. A game, like, um... Boom. Um, there you go. Uh... But they announced the other week there that because the
4: wishlist numbers been low and that kind of stuff, they they weren't willing to kind of they were planning on releasing Runabout about this time of the year, but they've decided that the release date is going to be the seventh of January because because numbers weren't as what they were they were hoping for they've kind of felt that they don't want to rush it they want to kind of be able to drum up more kind of thing. Um, one thing, and I, I'm still fucking, I'm watching my fucking Twitter, because they put out a tweet saying that for every hundred retweets they got in the tweet, they were going to give away a game key for the beta, right.
3: and
4: I've been fucking like a hawk on my Twitter all day, just waiting to see, damn, am I going to be one of
3: them? <laughs> I mean, with how much you've been
2: working that game over, I'd I, I'd be devastated if they didn't include you.
3: Yeah, no, that's it, but... Um, it's one of the ones. It's
4: just a case of I've been following it for a since like July or something like that. Cause the, it was the developer reached out to me and had kind of said, "Look, by the way, this is um this this is we're gaming that kind of stuff. Just wanted to get out. as like, and most small developers they kind of do is they try and drum up like new avenues of audience and that um." But it's going to be coming out. We played the demo, and the demo was really fucking good. I did enjoy the demo, um. But the 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 new get that this this is getting released on PC. They are hoping to bring it to a console, and they're also trying to implement VR. I don't know a great deal about that side of stuff, but it's one of the ones. The game looks fucking fantastic. I've seen the trailers and stuff like that, and like there's a whole story thing behind it, and.
2: It's a horror the thing game, right? this
4: game, Yeah, it's a horror game, but it's... I think there's only, like, two or three of them that are working on the game, okay. and for that, the, the level of fucking, like, work that they're putting in, and they're, they're just... They're putting in so much effort to get this game out there, and it is... The game looks so fucking beautiful. Like, just, like, the graphics and the story that they've got gone and stuff like that, everything about it just fucking screams that it's going to be a great fucking game, and I so I wait for it, like, me wanting to play a horror game <laughs> right. is fucking big, and this one does it, and I don't know it could be a bias kind of thing that because they reached out and, and every now and again we're kind of back and forth and all that kind of stuff, like I've put up like a YouTube video and stuff to react and to actually playing the game of the demo and that
0: mm-hmm.
4: Um, but there's just something about this Developer, as well, like this company, that their main target is bringing the best that they can. It's no about like obviously everybody wants to make money, like that. Like, why? That's a thing. Like, you can't fucking turn around and say that, like, everybody hopes that the game's a success. You get money, fucking ace. You've worked hard, you've worked hard for three years, get a bit of a fucking reward for it. But They've been putting in so much effort, and they're they're. I think the free. I think it's Argentina. The developers are based. I so.
2: Yeah, I um, a little into it.
3: Yeah, and it's just one of the games where you get immersed and yeah. You know,
4: see the way like like this. Uh, visage was where, as much as the game's terrifying, it draws your attention. Away from the terror part. Right. That you start like you start kind of dropping your guard a bit and then bam there's a face that comes with the fucking TV screen to kill you. Mm-hmm. That's what this kind of game is. And I'm um, it's just I'm so fucking excited for January just to be able to get this fucking game. Mm-hmm. Just so I can like it's why I I I'm not even that thing made about streaming it, I just want to fucking
2: play it. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's
4: exactly. it, I just want to play it. like. It's one of the few games that I've seen, and I've played the demo where I went, I want more. This game, like, with ADHD, it's hard to kind of focus on games that sort of drop my attention. As soon as my attention gets dropped, I'm on to the next thing.
3: Uh-huh.
4: This game has not done that. Everything that I've played, everything that I've seen, everything that I've watched, it's, it's kept that interest fucking sky high, well, and great. it's just as I said, it's it's on the Steam for the wishlist. If anybody fucking listening, go on and wishlist the game, because it is going to be worth... It, it does the cost it into to wishlist, let's right, be honest, free. right? Yeah,
2: it's free to wishlist. Yeah, it's... And it let's to try and turn this...
4: Exactly, let's try and turn this tide where these independent uh, developers, or even just developers in the thing, Dropping a follow is free. Dropping a wish list is free. You don't have to put out money in order to support people. Right. And I feel as if the likes of, like, the Madison game, there's a whole bunch of other games, right, that is in the exact same situation where you can turn around and go, all you have to do is put out a fucking follow or a wish list or something like that, and it means the fucking world. To the support of a group, and it's like just let's just let's turn the tide where we all start fucking supporting each other because the, if any game is to de- deserve the support of a community, I feel this is one. This is one of the few games that I would turn around and fucking put my blood on the line and say this game's going to be awesome.
2: No, I. And I, what, did I fuck up?
4: what did I fuck up with the
2: nine oh nine on the date for? Oh,
4: first uh, yeah, it was because I'd put the ninth to the 11th, and then I thought, oh, no, i better put, I, I want to have the two digits, I want to have the 09, but I forgot to delete the other 9. <laughs> and I was <laughs> I too see. lazy
2: to catch it, so there. But, yeah, no, Madison looks so, so, so. good. I'm, I'm going to wish list it after the, after the stream, and I haven't gotten around to it because uh lazy, for one. <laughs> I need to not be lazy. But, yeah, I mean, I I saw your demo. I watched the demo. It looks really good, and I'm not, like, a horror game guy. But like you said, it looks really, really intriguing from a graphic standpoint. Some of the sound design in the demo was really good. Some of the storyline hooks that were sort of dangled in the demo look really good. But yeah, yeah, um, it's it's definitely one to look out for. Age of Empires 4. Who doesn't know the Age of Empire series? Classic, right? classic civilization style 4X build, conquer, you run the Empire except they're you know they're upgrading it they're doing they're doing right by it they're letting Age of Empires stand on its own. I know it's coming from like a uh, it's coming from Microsoft, isn't it? Cuz they were in in house studio.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, but Microsoft is kind of like um leaving it to its own. They're not like kind of putting their grubby little hands on it. They're just letting the developers it's this, know, the
4: actual developers.
2: Right. They they know they know what the crowd wants. They know the game, they know what mm-hmm. they want. And Microsoft is like alright, we got you. That's that's mainly what I've heard about the Age of Empires 4 releases. Like, Microsoft basically bankrolled it and said, you you guys know what you're doing, you do it. Which I think is really yeah. dope that a big a big company like that would be like, alright. And they did that with um, Jedi Fallen Order too, with Respawn. Right? Microsoft owns yeah. Respawn. But Respawn said, we're gonna do this. This is how we're gonna do it. And Microsoft went, alright. And Jedi Fallen Order is an amazing game. So hopefully... Age of Empires 4 has that similar success because they've let the developers take take the lead on it. They haven't put their hands on it. And uh it's Age of Empires. Like Age of Empires is an amazing legacy yeah. franchise, and I'm not a 4X guy, but like even I have played some of the Age of Empires games and and some of the updates to the graphics and some of the mechanics they were talking about look really really intriguing. So Age of Empires 4 definitely one you're going to want to check out but weird west weird west is one
4: before we move on okay. i do want to say i have played age of empires 4 it you? came out on game pass oh it did literally on its release day it came out on uh game pass okay so I you know can, if, you, if you do have game pass you can play it for free i've already got a few years in here like the campaign thing looks fucking amazing. Like, you start, like, you have to play as the Normans in 1066, where... The, this is where the thing is, because it's like you're the Norman of... you the Norman of Wallace taking on the English in 1066. No, <laughs> well, you're William Wallace of Scotland right. fighting the start English. Exactly. That's what it is. You're no Norman of Wallace. <laughs> but, um... But, uh, like... Obviously, it's changed from Age of Empires 1. Age of Empires 1 came out, what, late 90s? I think it was, like, 97?
2: Yeah, 97. mid Mid to late 90s, I believe.
4: Yeah, that's when it came out. I can remember playing Age of Empires, the original, when it came out back then, where you had the fucking disc, and the PC was, like... A brick? That size. Yeah. And that was just the keyboard right exactly. i can remember playing it in that and i i think i had fucking three thousand hours of that game
3: yeah. and i've
4: played every game since and it has developed it has kind of thing like at the start it was just you had the the, the one mode whereas new you have like multiplayer modes you have campaigns you have all this kind of stuff um like age of empires 4 does have that and i've played it The graphics. Even though the graphics have been updated to have a much more modern kind of thing, it's still the original yes. where it's like the the the, the angled view done, and yep. you only see it a certain kind of way, and the people are small, and all oh, that kind of stuff. It still has that Age of Empires feel, Aesthetic. like it doesn't feel as if you're you're playing a different game. You still have that, but it's modernized to the kind of the co-op multiplayer campaign and all mm-hmm. that, and. Like, I will definitely be playing more of it. Actually, I want to do it on stream and start getting some of that on because I want to kind of brand out a wee bit more like yeah. what we've been talking about and start playing a wee bit more like Age of Empires. Crusader uh, Kings. And, yeah. Start getting a wee bit more, kinda the variety than just horror. Because, as I said, one of the reasons why I only stream, like, once or twice every couple of weeks is because playing a horror game takes a fucking mass out of my mental health.
0: Yes, and is... I just
4: physically can't play it that much. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy playing them. That's why I do that. Whereas if I can start trying to add in other games, I can... Perhaps start streaming mail and enjoy it, mail. Yeah,
0: 100%. so that's
4: one of the things that I'm going to be doing, and this is one of the games that I want to date with, because it is just, it just takes you back. See that simpler time where you're yep. seven years old and you're sitting with your fucking popcorn and you're just and you're playing fucking Age Empires. Everything's great, everything's fucking fantastic. The Simpsons are still relevant. It's a <laughs> great time <Really>? for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's right it does give you that nostalgic feel yeah. and i want to
2: start i want embedded up that. that's what i want i want fucking mere nostalgia right nostalgia is a good <laughs> thing uh well well said well said i don't have an extensive history of age of empires i didn't have a pc as a kid i i was a console gamer so like age of empires mm. was a thing that i discovered later and, I, and I, I played some of the earlier iterations, and I just discovered that 4X, not my shit. But I can appreciate the 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 design and the mechanics and the systems behind it. And seeing that Age of Empires 4 it has been, the developers were basically given the ability to do what they do best instead of being meddled with is something that I yeah. I like to see.
3: The
4: other part about it that I think's amazing, but right, is the original game came out in like nineteen. It's nineteen ninety seven, okay. right? Was the the first game was released, right? It says nine total games within the series have been released so far because you've got like the mythology yeah. one and and stuff like that, right? But see, considering like nineteen ninety seven, that's twenty four years ago. Yep. And twenty four games they've like this is Age of Empires four. They've had a couple of other iterations that have came out.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: How many game developers can you turn their head and say that have only released that many games and still have such a massive following in that? Yeah, so
3: like look, how big many big.
4: fucking Call of Duty's is there? There's a new Call of Duty as much as there's a new Three iPhone.
2: Companies. Three every companies, every Three yeah, every
4: six months there's a new fucking version, a Call of Duty. So it's like like it's just but the fact that Age of Empires no Age of Empires 4 was a game that I've been fucking as soon as they announced Age of Empires was coming or they were I was developing it, I was like, ah oh I'm fucking watching this shit. Right. Um, and I literally it's and I rarely buy games. It was one like see when it came out in Game Pass on the day it got released, I was as happy as fucking Larry because you're like it's one of the only games I've actually played that came out on the release day, and I played it on the release day.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It's insane. It's just yeah. it's such a great fucking. A great it's feeling. just so good.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: no, it's I I agree one hundred percent. Like having a game drop on release day, no fucking issues. It's fucking good <laughs> to go. Is a rarity these days. <laughs> a fucking rarity because everything is early access or it's half completed and they're like oh a day one dlc update it's like what make a game ship that shit complete don't fucking worry about it but yeah no I a hundred percent I'll definitely watch age of empires I'm not gonna play the motherfucker but I'll (laughs) definitely I'll definitely tune in and lurk streams for it but yeah so weird west that's an odd one Uh, this one I will admit I don't know a great
4: deal about it I seen RPG I seen Wild West and I thought, do you know who might want to see about that one? Ducks.
2: I've actually <laughs> been following Weird West.
4: It does seem like it does seem up your alley.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So I thought, do you know what? I'm going to point that out to you and just see if you know anything about this. Because like I, I spoke to Zim about it and Zim said that as much as it looks interesting, it looks a bit more like fighter which he doesn't really enjoy, which is yep. fair enough. Um,
2: yeah, but... I've been following Weird West since it was announced. It's it's a it's a supernatural reimagining of like sort of a Wild West action RPG. So mm-hmm. take all your like Wild West gunfighters and desperados and uh, hunting down animals and kind of put a supernatural spin on it and set it in an action RPG sort of mechanic system. And it's one that's intrigued me because. Um, the art style is sort of isometric top down, so it's like a third person in world uh, RPG. you got like a werewolf character, you've got like a, a pigman character, you got a bounty hunter, you've got like a, a religious type. It actually reminded me and what caught me the most about it was it reminded me of a tabletop RPG that I've I played for 20 years called Deadlands. And the subtitle The Deadlands was Deadlands, the Weird West. And in Deadlands the Weird West, you can be a priest or a card slinging magic user or a bounty hunter or a priest that does miracles or a werewolf character or a monster type character. And Weird West, when I watched the trailer, kind of gives you that supernatural Western adventure sort of vibe. And Mm. I don't I don't know if it's. I don't know all the mechanics because it's mostly just, you know, they're sizzle reel trailers and some gameplay, but they don't, they don't really give you like the mechanics of how everything works, but it has a gritty sort of dark reimagining of the weird West with the supernatural elements, which is totally up my alley. The, the, where it's going to lie for me is one, is the narrative compelling or is it a series of fetch quests where it's like, oh, go get six zombie chickens for Undead Farmer Brown. That will lose mm. my interest in a heartbeat, right? I'll be like, yeah, eh, fuck that game. And two, is it shooter-based action mechanics, or does it have really good RPG depth? Yeah, I want a that nice was... hybrid of the two. That was the thing. When I
4: first seen the game, it's only, I have it on my wish list
2: Yep, but I didn't can.
4: actually look too much at it, Um, but when I first looked at it, I was kinda, I thought it was gonna be similar mechanics to, like, see Wrath of the Righteous and stuff like yes. that.
2: Yes. I'm hoping.
4: Where it was like a turn-based
3: Tactical. clicking
4: yep. point, like that kind of thing. But when Zim had said after he looked at it that it looked a lot more shooter-based. Mm-hmm. That's when I started questioning whether is it a kind of turn-based RPG game with a weird West vibe to it, or is it still going to be good? So, like, it's one of the ones that just the, the concept of the game just intrigued me, like the Wild West. Like, you like if you watch the trailer, it's like the cowboy comes out the room and turns into a werewolf, yeah, and goes to attack like there's so much of the game that could go great but at the same time is have they created it in the style that i imagine or is it gonna be one that like you said is it gonna kind of no keep your interest like is there gonna be like a whole story and like you have to go and like Follow on the story, like like Path uh, uh, Wrath of the Righteous and stuff like that, or is it gonna be uh go day this, go day that? It's just random little quests that really don't matter.
2: Yeah, I've I've been sort of listening to you and I'm looking at the trailer to try and get an idea of the mechanics, and it does appear to be a very action-y, sort of twin sticky kind of combat instead of like the point and click. But mm. it has like the text-based and, like, choose your uh, dialogue options of, like, a like a Wrath of the Righteous. It just seems right. like it, it hybrids sort of third-person action combat with um, sort of those dialogue elements. And I looked at the description of the game, and it doesn't say anything mechanically. But it says that, like, each playthrough is going to be different because the story tailors to the player's actions across the multiple arcs. So, like, it looks like if you play the game once and then you play the game again, it'll be different because the game will remember, which I think is unique. going to be hard to pull off. going to be hard (laughs) to pull off and do it well, hopefully. It talks about an immersive sim, so it's sort of a simulated sandbox. You can kind of define your own play style. And then the other thing they talk about is the high stakes. Apparently, they have the quote-unquote brutal choices that you have to make, which... A lot of times, brutal choice mechanics devolve into, like, good or bad morality and not shades of of gray. So I'm hoping that, like, there are multiple options for those quote-unquote brutal choices. Not just the white white hat choice or the black hat choice. I'm hoping there's a couple in the middle to kind of give it a more nuanced portrayal. But, like, Weird West is one that, like, I would definitely be down... To like look into more, and I kind of want to reach out to the developers and kind of like see what they're what they think of the mechanics and just kind of get further information on, because it's being yeah. done, it's being done by Devolver Digital, and I love Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital, as a publishing house, publishes some of the best and batshit crazy indie titles you'll ever play. Like they did Hotline Miami, they did um, Mr. Shifty, they did. Um, Hairy-ing. they've done a ton of great, like, indie shit. And it's it's right up my alley. It's supernatural. It's dark. It's gritty. It's RPG. It's sort of action-y. I'm on board. I'm on board. Do it right, and I'll, I'll stream the living fuck out of it and play it in my downtime. Because I like that aesthetic. Yeah. I like that gritty, like, Wild West. I don't like the real Wild West, but I like steampunk versions of the Wild West, fantasy versions of the Wild West. Um, dark fantasy versions of the Wild West because it—I it, don't know—the Wild West doesn't excite me, but you throw like a a sort of a theme on top of the Wild West theme, and then I'm in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I I can't explain why the Wild West doesn't get my juices flowing, but you throw another sort of flavor in the mix, and I'm all about it. Mm, yeah, uh, Jurassic World Evolution Two. I bet this is like you're like chomping at the bit for this one.
4: Yeah, oh, the fucking dinosaur. I was gonna
2: say, because you are a dinosaur file, man. You love them big lizards.
4: Yeah, no, this one I have been, because, like, uh, Jurassic World Evolution, when it first came out, like, it, it, I really enjoyed it. It got a lot of hate because it was just, like, it lacked customization. It uh-huh. kind of, like, it, it was bottlenecked everything a one kind of thing. But, like, it, I just. I mean, it may just be biased because I love Jurassic Park in mm. the world of Jurassic Park and stuff like that. um But this one, I've no, I've seen a couple of the previews and stuff like that. I've seen, like, I've not been able to play it myself. But what the one thing that I love that they've done is they've sort of like the one because it's frontier. Right? They boasted about how good like Planet Zoo, they boasted about how great their animals looked and, all. and it does. The animals look fucking phenomenal and uh, planet zoo and stuff. But they've really done similar with these dinosaurs in uh, Jurassic World Evolution too, mm-hmm. where the dinosaurs look so much better. But they've also added in marine and uh, air fucking fly dinosaurs, right. air dinosaurs. Um so like I think it's like seventy five species of Ooh. dinosaurs that are now in this game. But one of the major fucking amazing things that I, I, for me that they've done is they've went from because they like obviously twenty eighteen Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom came out where the dinosaurs at the end of it the dinosaurs have gotten off the island. Spoiler right? Alert. And the whole Yeah uh, and twenty eighteen, if you've not watched it but now, it's your own fault. Right um Next year, Jurassic World uh, Dominion comes out. Right. Uh, which, is, I think it's the 13th of June. I, I might be so. wrong, oh, yeah. but it's, two. it's June 2022 is the what they're saying is the release date, which I fucking can't wait for it as well. Um, But this whole thing is, it's the whole, the premise of Dominion is that dinosaurs now live in, like, America. Like, humans and dinosaurs live no in it's harmony. But it's like the, the thing, but Uh, The game basically goes into this Neo-Jurassic age where instead of it being just in like the Muertas Island range where the movies are always from, like uh, Isla Sorna, Nublar and stuff like that, um, it's now a thing of like the dinosaurs are out and just fucking like you're, you're driving your jeep in Montana you are gone through like the snowscapes of northern fucking Canada and shit like that, right? right. But the the one thing about it is like the game sorta of tries to force you into that you're having to create the dinosaur park.
0: Right.
4: Like, they're, they're trying, like, the dinosaurs have just escaped and it's your task to sorta of bundle everything back. back in together. Yeah. Which is kinda of thing because like personally I would just want to see how, how that world would go if T Rexes were roaming fucking New York City, mm. <laughs> like that'd be fucking amazing, but one aspect to the game that I'm really, really excited about is there's a part of it like, like like against the campaign and stuff like that, and it's the chaos theory route mm. and basically there's these situations that um, basically it's like a, a game mode, it's like what-if sections so it's like you have to then play through these sections like john hammond's original idea of having a t-rex in an amphitheater in fucking san diego yep and it's you're playing through that chaos theory mode of what happened if that happened right so there's like a lot of these kind of what-if situations where you're getting to play that out like I, they don't really go into detail as to how that's gonna happen okay but but just the premise of it sounds fucking amazing like being able to be in control of like that aspect like the little things that the movies kind of touched on or were attempting to do like uh, at the end of fallen kingdom they were trying to get the dinosaurs off the island to go and and they were going to make like a zoo in america being able to play it like what? What if at the end of Fallen Kingdom, the the animals didn't escape? What what would it be like if in that like it was a dinosaur zoo in America? Yeah. So like there there is a lot of stuff around it. I mean, it still has like the lack of customization, the fact
3: that um, like the the guests all come in one style and stuff like that. There's still
4: little things like that that would have been nice to have a little bit more like maybe be able to colour code your park to your kind of things like instead of like everybody has the same buildings, like it would be nice to have different game, like save games where it's like, well I've went with this park and it's like the buildings are like black and gold and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. this is like an elegant park and stuff Um, a little bit more customization would have been nice but again, I'm one of these people that I'm no an avid gamer where things have to be all perfect for the game to be good. Like nice. I'm not saying that a lot of people are like that, but for me, if a game keeps my interest and I have fun playing it, it doesn't no matter if I can't make a thing a different colour or if I can't create my own person and I can't do this or I can't do that. If the story mode is good, the game's good, the mechanics are good, you can have fun, that's what I look like for yeah, a game. 100%. So like for me, Jurassic World has I've been looking forward to Evolution Two for a, a while. When the back when they announced that they were they were working on it, and it was one of the ones you keep on. To, every time they were saying something, like, that, ah, oh, are they are they putting it a release date? No, they're no, they're just talking about something else that they're doing in it that makes you more want to fucking play it. Yeah, and then right. I started seeing people posting up their YouTube videos saying, "Oh, we got a, a beta copy of the game, so that we could play the dinosaur." So, oh, fuck you! I want that.
2: <laughs> right. you
3: get that.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's actually really, a really, um, it's a cool concept because when Evolution One came out, like my my kid, uh, my middle son, he's uh, he's high functioning autistic, and he loves dinosaurs like they're like one of his jams dinosaurs robots all that stuff mm. it's his jam well when Jurassic Park Evolution was available on the console i downloaded it immediately and he was just in building the yeah. park making the animals but then he hit a wall like you said the, the original game kind of like railroad and you're into doing one style of thing and he got frustrated with it so with this one being a little more open and more options i think he'll get a lot of game time out of it and just the who yeah. doesn't want to run, all right, look, look, who who here didn't want to be a zookeeper at one point and work with animals as yeah. a child, like, who didn't want to, like, raise raise your hand if you wanted to be a zookeeper, like I did, who, who the sure. ultimate zoo is a dinosaur zoo, right, the ultimate zoo, <laughs> the ultimate zoo is a dinosaur zoo, let, let's face it, it's a T-Rex.
4: Yeah, it's a Jurassic Park, I think. Everybody at least must have sat there and like you maybe have no had that like it's a dream every but everybody must have asked the question of what if
2: exactly I did run- <laughs> exactly so <laughs> I do ev- differently <laughs> yeah evolution like giving you that option to sort of make your own dinosaur zoo is is it's just fun it's one of those like what if kind of things like you said so hopefully they execute it well Uh and it's looking really good but. Now we need to roll into what we call the happy endings, and we've actually ooh, wrong one, not that one. What? Uh, wait, things are breaking. Hang on. Ah! Before
4: we go into the happy endings, I've just thought of something okay. based on uh, what Dread said in the when it was talked about the nine oh nine. I want to point out that because I'm from the UK, I'm right. When we put out dates, it's day month year. Because it's the smallest middle, and then the largest, rather than the way that you use audio. It's we like the whole six, year, six get right. thing.
2: Get it right, so, you Scottish bastard! It's month, day,
4: year. Well, it's no because you put the thing that says day month year. So I just want to point out that that's the ninth of November, and not the eleventh of September. <laughs> just in just in case. I know, it, what, it, it I know what
2: you. I know how you wrote it because I I hang out with you and monster and bill bob and the guys from the uk like i i I understand that but i'm saying i'm gonna tell you right now it's month day year get it right
3: yeah
2: (laughs) all right let's roll into the happy endings uh happy endings to which we've actually read this week so i think i led with people find gold good so you get the lead off this week
4: yeah i just want to actually open it up yep Um, i'm gonna gonna get the link the one that actually made it up is there's uh there was marshes in Australia that two years ago was destroyed by fire, drought. That dust, nasty you know that like tennis? the really
2: I, bad wildfires two years ago in Australia were horrendous.
4: Yeah. Um but it's hold on. Uh, 2019 drought choked off the Macquarie River in Australia. Fire swept through the marshes with fed it and left firefighters helpless to intervene but what's happened is just over two years later, the marshes look as like, it says in the, the thing that the marshes look as if nothing has happened. It uh-huh. says uh, the reservoir behind the dam is more than 100% full. Um, Everything is basically back to the way it was, which is fucking insane, but it kind of made me start thinking. It's another argument of this thing where some people turn over and go, Oh, we need to try and fix the planet because the planet needs our help. And it's like, well the sad thing about it is the reason why the planet is in dire need of help is because of human beings. (laughs) Yep. That just shows you that if human, like if tomorrow the human race was wiped out, Earth would be fucking fine. (laughs) Yeah, it
2: would clean itself.
4: Yeah, it would just fucking fixed. I mean, you saw, you saw it, like, we talked about it, though, like, looking at, like, Covid and everybody being kind of locked in their houses. Fucking dolphins started swimming in Venice. Yeah, and they went back to Venice. Walking, like, fucking cutting about in fucking London roundabouts and stuff. It just shows you that the world does not need us. <laughs> and it's just such an amazing thing. Like, it just shows you the fucking power that mother nature and the planet has nice. um, just in repairing itself and it's it's one of those I'm no meaning that drought and uh forest fires and stuff like that are straight up human fucking right. problems. It's no humans that are going and doing it and may say it's just the turn of it's you you look back in fucking 10,000 years ago and all that kind of stuff, forest fires swept through Africa like nothing else. It was just because it's just dry as shit there. It's yeah, just yeah. how it is. Um, I mean, human input hasn't helped. But, I mean, that's one thing that I've always said, is everybody's thinking mean, about, climate change is inevitable. We have sped up that.
2: Yes, we've sped it up and made it worse.
4: You, you think of the ice age, you think of... Every, Temperatures fluctuate over time on Earth. It's just how it goes. The problem that there is is, it's just this is the first time that a species with a conscience and the ability to fucking know just happens to be around at a time where climate change is happening. We have sped it up through our bullshit. That's that's there's no denying that. Um, but that's where it is. Is it? It was. It was inevitably going to happen. We can do things to kind of limit things, which we should be making, like less emissions and stuff like that, if we can help. But it just shows, like this one, it was just such a nice story to kind of go that even through destruction and fucking death and just maring the land, everything will get fucking fixed if you just leave it to fucking deal with it, shit.
2: But but. So, but- That's the cycle, though, right? You can't have creation without destruction, and you can't have destruction without creation.
3: Well, I mean, so like in certain aspects, I could think like you
4: you can't like create a new mobile phone without destroying an old mobile phone. Like an old mobile phone will then become obsolete in that sense because the new mobile phones got better gadgets and stuff like that, but. At the same time, I don't think we really have to have a situation where to create something that we want today, we should be destroying the air. No. I think there's a level where you have to, like, balance that, where it's like there comes a point where creating something that does that much destruction maybe be the wrong...
2: Right, yeah. <laughs> I, meant more, I, went, I meant more in sort of the natural cycle of stuff.
1: Well,
4: yeah, I think that's where it is. I think what the problem is, is a lot of people, they see it in, like, that term where it's the human race are creating certain aspects of things that are, it's then in turn destroying the planet Earth. Right. Which should be, like, yeah, Mother Nature just randomly changes every now and again and maybe go, right, well, this place is getting fire pit, there you go, now we have hell on Earth. But I'll <laughs> fix it in a couple of years. Don't worry about it. That's the kind of the thing that's going on. Um, Like, Mother Nature knows where... Like, this could be... Like, see when, like, you have, like, forest fires and you have where it's, like, sparked from a lightning storm and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Maybe that's a concept we can turn in. That's Mother Nature saying, right, it's, it's about time you fuck off. Yeah. This part of the world kind of needs... Like, that's where, like... The meteor hit the planet and killed off all the dinosaurs, because Mother Nature went, right, dinosaurs have been here long enough, I think we have to start chiming shit up, Pothymia, right. and 65 million years from now, dinosaurs might come back. It might be a big cycle that we don't know about. Right. Like, it could be one of the ones that a billion years ago, humans walked this planet, but everything got wiped out. The future of the, the humankind got wiped out. Every billion years, humans walked this planet to our level.
3: And, a and it, like, have, you ever
4: noticed, have you ever noticed how like since the 60s we got to the moon in the 60s and we've been talking about interplanetary and, and all that kind of stuff but we've never ever quite got that extra step like only now are we starting to hit mars which is the fucking next one out. Right. so it could be one of the ones that we could get to mars and it turned out that they're shit on mars <laughs> but what has happened is see a billion years ago the human race got to mars just at the point where the human race got wiped the fuck out and everything that the human race ever done got wiped the fuck out and it's just a cycle every billion years we get to that point <laughs> like that that is a, a theory that could be a thing
0: right it's, it's,
4: it's a bit far-fetched but it oh. could be that the reason why we've never ever got further than that is because at, at the point where we get to it it's the end of your cycle. And then dinosaurs come back. Absolutely. And and then it's just fish that are there for a while. And then there's mammoth. And then the mammoth get wiped out because of nature. And humans start again. And that's just the cycle of the, the fucking
3: universe that goes on. But it's it's just quite a thing that where the Problem is not the planet. <laughs> the planet yeah. will fucking heal itself and fix itself.
4: We've seen it countless times where it's on a go. And maybe it is like maybe that's the argument what we have to start making, Is by the way, people, the planet does not give a fuck if we're here or no. Because if we get too much, it will fuck us off. Yep. And fix itself, and that's it. And the only people missing out are us.
3: Yeah.
4: Like. Maybe if we got to an argument where we could say people, we are the literally like we are the least important things on this planet. Let's start. Let's start living in that level of where we are.
2: Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, let's stop fucking everything about because we are literally the least important.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a, it's a great. I mean, it's a very interesting take on it. I would totally agree that like, it the article uh, after we all know how bad the fucking wildfires in australia was like a couple years ago like there were fundraisers and like species were dying like crazy like it, it was mass destruction millions of acres destroyed and then to see this two years later it yeah. recovered because people didn't go and fuck with it they were like
3: <laughs> <laughs> that shit's
2: it's gone and mother nature went are they gone? All right, all right, cool. Bring the trees in. <laughs> get get the dirt in. Bring the animals. But yeah, 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 yeah. They they they're not gonna know. They're not here anymore. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Sleeping it alone. And exactly. sure and sure enough, sure as shit, it. You know, Mother Nature was like, "Fuck, they're coming." All right, well, hey, we're done. Everybody, everybody, go away. It's clean. Don't just, they think it's fine? Like. It's totally plausible that, like you said, at some point, the Earth, in all its all of its wisdom, because let's let's, this isn't no hippie speak. The Earth is a living, conscious thing, in in a lot of ways. Yeah. The Earth yeah, will know. What's going on. the The Earth will know when it's time to get rid of us. Like it'll be like, mm, yeah. deuces, you're out, and Mother Nature will be like. Mm, that wasn't that was fun for a while. <laughs> Let's rebuild and start over. And and you're right. Maybe there is a theory um, out there, and I oh fuck. I can't remember the name of the guy who postulated it. But there is the forgotten civilization theory in anthropology, which basically states that there is a period of time in the an, a, archaeological and anthropological. Anthropological record that humanity was an advanced civilization at some point,
3: and it died out,
2: gone. Yeah, but yet the pyramids exist, the the temples in Chichen Itza exist, Stonehenge exists. There's shit in the ocean that shouldn't be, like the Atlantis theory, like. There's there are plausible scientific theories, not proven yet. That's why they're theories and not laws. Um, that there, at some point, humanity is, was beyond a certain level of technological advancement, and then and then it disappeared. So your take yeah. on maybe it's a cycle is not not as far fetched as you initially thought it might be. And maybe you're right. Maybe we did get to a point where we were on Mars. Maybe that lost civilization, and I'm not like a tinfoil hat guy, like I am a healthy skeptic, but I also do indulge in the what-if possibility. So, maybe we did get to Mars. And the Martians were like, "Mm -hmm. they can see us. Get the fuck down. (laughs) We don't want those assholes coming here and wrecking their shit. So, maybe. Maybe. But the article and and what you do say, it, it does very much prove that Mother Nature was like, I don't need you. Like, you're... Oh, you want to plant trees? Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's a wonderful thought. But let let the professional let the professionals handle it. <laughs> and and it, it is uplifting to see that yes, wanting destruction and devastation is healable if given time and the ability to yeah. do so. And it, and it, it it's it's great because Australia is one of those places where I'm torn. I want to go to Australia,
3: but then, yeah, but everything wants to kill you.
2: Everything wants to kill you. (laughs) They have storms of spiders and there's just a whole lot of nope. And I'm like, "Mm, do I really want to go to Australia? Do I really want to go to Australia? And part of me is like, yes, motherfucker. You want to go Sandy beaches, great barrier reef, scuba diving. Australian women in bikinis B will end up leaving me for some hot Aussie babe. I get it. I'm I'm okay with that. I've accepted that as a reality. I'll end up in a on the beach somewhere yeah. with an alligator crying, being like that bitch left me. Mm-hmm. She left me for a hot piece of Australian ass, but still, like I'm there. But yeah,
4: but at least you go to see a kill cool fish. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but Australia
2: is one of those places where I'm like, mm, I don't know, do I or do, will I or won't I? <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a great article. It's great to see that Mother Nature can handle her shit, contrary to like yeah. popular belief, where like no, we need to save Mother Nature. Mother Nature's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, homie, I got you. I got, I, I got this. Let the professionals. Yeah. Know. So exactly. my, my article actually kind of what You actually had a really good setup, and I don't know if you did it on purpose, but your whole like maybe uh, civilization thing. Because my article focuses on a recent discovery uh, in South America, how lidar technology has discovered almost 500 new structures in uh, Mesoamerica, which now casts uh, into question the rise and fall of the Omec and Mayan civilizations of South America.
4: Now, yeah, I, I totally had read your article and knew the segue that I wanted right? to go into. It you, was like, totally professional. Like, you
2: just you knocked that up, you had that going, you like had that in a bag, popped it. I was like, okay. Yep. I'm totally. going, I'm impressed. He's pitching a lob across the plate. So <laughs> for those of you that don't know, the Mayans and the Omex were the uh a couple of the major empires in the South American continent Mexico. Um they they built massive structures. Like the Chichen Itza, Teotihuacan, um, what's the other one, Machu Picchu, right? These massive cities with these Mm -hmm. highly engineered stone structures, which, by the way, calls in the question, the white Anglo view that native peoples were just fucking savages living in tents. (laughs) <laughs> um, this new discovery has, has recently uh, discovered over 500 structures that were literally just covered by vegetation just people didn't know they were there and they literally stumbled on to a massive fucking city with like artificial plateaus and uh, aqueducts and complex bridge systems and causeways that were highly engineered by people that quote unquote, did not have the technology to engineer shit of this quality. And we didn't think they lived in what is basically being described as a metropolis of its era. Like we just no one found it because it was just mother nature was like nothing to see here. (laughs) But these researchers used LADAR, so laser imaging technology and an airplane and just scan the terrain, and five hundred fucking buildings popped up. Yeah, funny how <laughs> that works. And the early research into the discovery, the early research, they were talking about how, um, anthropologically speaking, the Maya and the Olmecs were described as sort of sister cultures. So they kind of grew, they kind of grew concurrently, at the same time, where yeah. they kind of like evolved in sort of the same sort of lane. Well, the early evidence of what they've discovered and and some of the stuff they've been looking into is actually changing that concept to their thinking that maybe it's a mother-daughter sort of civilization. So where one was first and the other one sort of branched off of that mother culture and these sites and the one site in particular that was found previous to this one, it's, I'm going to slaughter it. It's Aguada Phoenix or Aguada Phoenix. It's in the eastern Yucatan, uh, on the border of Guatemala. Uh, they found it before they found these, and so a lot of the a lot of the early evidence coming out of this is that our thought process of the Olmec and the Mayans being sister cultures is being rethought. But it's also rethinking and and casting light on the fact that this is some of the oldest known habitation sites on the continent. Like a lot of times we thought that the continental drift theory is humans kind of went over the bridge through uh Alaska filtered down through the Northern America and down in the like Southern America the Southern America. It's sort of like the predominant cultural drift theory that a lot of people mm. ascribe to. Now homie yeah. this this is saying there are sites that sort of predate that. It's like no no we were here we're good. Nah, nah, nah. 3,000 year old mega structures. When 3,000 years ago, they supposedly didn't have the technology to do that.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Funny that.
3: Yeah, I hate to say you're wrong, but.
2: <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, uh sorry, homie, we've been building shit for ages. And at one point, like one of the one of the one of the uh, one of the structures that they they talked about in the article was uh, I want to get this. I want to get this right. Uh, The artificial plateau that they found in Aguada, Phoenix, I'm slaughtering and I apologize. My Spanish is atrocious. The the artificial plateau that they surveyed. Four thousand six hundred meters in length. And between 32 and 45 feet high, with nine causeways radiating out from it, 10 smaller platforms flanked on either side, totaling 20, the basis of many Mesoamerican counting systems and cosmological beliefs are built on sort of this wheel setup that this city, this plateau, exhibits a 4,600-meter artificial plateau. With thirty-two to forty-five feet and all these bridges and causeways, three thousand years ago. Mm -hmm. Something ain't right here. Like I mean, it's it's dope, but like this this literally stood hidden,
3: something that fucking massive, just (laughs) didn't see it, didn't see it, didn't see it, and that just. Because the, the jungle had it. The jungle
2: had it. And it took a plane and a laser mapping software to discover a massive fucking city. Mother, talk about Mother Nature being like, shh, they gone. Cover that shit up. Like, literally. <laughs> Mother Nature was like, they don't need to find this right now. Stupid assholes. It even says, right, Southern Mexico is in some ways like Rome or the Middle East Fertile Crescent in this part of the world. There are archaeological sites on uh, on archaeological sites going back to some of the earliest permanent settlements on the planet. Like, it it kind of, this is a revelation on how, like, we have a lot of, in anthropology and archaeology, we have a lot of theories on how humans dispersed throughout the world, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of times we're set in those sort of like, this is how it works, kind of no drift the 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 straight uh the the Bering sea land bridge diffusion um there was a gap in the ice age era where humans were able to kind of make their way through into north america and then down into south america and then humans evolved out of the mesopotamia fertile crescent and diffused through europe and russia and china and over into africa but then there's theories that africa like kind of like ethiopia spawned a bunch so having a site like this uncovered gives further acknowledgement to the fact that prehistoric peoples or 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 how do i want to say this properly or um previous era peoples like stone age and bronze age and and dark age civilizations had way more understanding of advanced sciences and had ways to construct advanced things that didn't require computers and, and steel and glass. They were totally capable yeah. of designing massive cities and having complex infrastructures. So we really need we really need to stop thinking of like. Native cultures and native peoples as like sort of primitive cultures, because they're not. We we hold up Rome and Greece as like elevated enlightened societies because they built roads and they had sewage and stuff. Yeah, so did Mesoamerica. So did the the Cahokia in uh in the, uh, the not east the Midwest. Like there's a pervading there's a pervading sense of like when Europeans arrived in the Americas. America was this wild, untamed, uninhabited place when yeah, that's not true. There were massive city states there were millions of people here but when the Europeans got here there was there's evidence, and um, I haven't been in class so if i if I get it fucked up, don't crucify me but there's there's a lot of evidence to prove that right before. The Europeans arrived in the Americas. There was a a a, a virus or a plague that decimated upwards of ninety percent of the native population. So yeah, a lot of like yeah, there are parts in the uh in in like the Appalachians and stuff, and the like upstate New York where there were manicured gardens and pathways through the woods. Now, when the Europeans got here, they're like, what the fuck is that? It's because natives who were well-established and had big cities and um, and, city-states and big population centers built that shit. It wasn't just like, oh, Mother Nature was like, oh, Europeans, hey, look, I made you a trail, and here's a wonderful garden, and nothing's here but you guys. No, shit went down and and finding a massive city structure like this in in Mesoamerica again further reshapes our understanding of well native and primitive peoples weren't actually as primitive and native as as we think they were and a, a find like this will also give us ideas on how these structures were built and what materials were used and exactly how they understood the sciences and how they understood advanced sciences in particular and I'm, I'm all for raising our understanding of those cultures instead of just broad brushing them all into like ah, oh, they just threw rocks and sticks at people do you know what I
3: mean? Yeah, I think that's like um, I think that people see when people consider like the uh,
4: techniclo- technologically advancement right and people see it as like oh like Look at Stonehenge, they built Stonehenge. It must like you couldn't have built that without this sort of thing. And mm. like, you you needed like these cranes and these like JCB tractors and shit like that. People a lot of people kind of consider that when you talk about technico- technological advancement, it's it's things like that. And it's like when I think of like back in like like you were saying, back three thousand years ago. Uh, people were a lot more advanced than what people give them credit for. And it's like, well, what what, I mean on that kind of thing is that we're not saying that there was tractors and shit back then that got wiped out and we just don't know that they existed. Right. What what I'm saying and the, the advancement in that is that people, people weren't like fucking two brain cells rubbed together and try and get a spark kind of thing, like mm-hmm. right? There's a video on YouTube, right? And it's a guy that basically, he, he wanted to prove that you could build Stonehenge with one person. Right. And, like, he kind of goes into a thing where he shows, like, everybody's like, oh, how could you drag? Like, in Stonehenge, the rock that was used to build Stonehenge in the south of England, it was rock that came from Wales, mm-hmm. that meant that it was moved 300 miles through yeah, no sure. there, without any of the pulling power and that kind of stuff, and this guy kind of showed, well, he put a rock, like a small stone, under a pillar, like a tonne pillar, and was able to move this pillar himself using this rock, mm-hmm. just through physics, yep. and when you think about the advancement of people, it's not just because these people, it's not that they had these hidden tractors and shit like that, right. it was that these people were able to comprehend and create other things and what they would claim as technolog- technological advancements for them right, to be right. able to build these sort of things, so don't think that people back then were just fucking these, like, fucking knuckle-draggers and right. big, large-brow. Like, they actually had brains. They knew what the fuck they were doing. And there's a lot more to them than what you think. Mm. And your, your story kind of shows them that. And, l- like, the point, like, Dreaded made 3,000 years ago is not really that long ago. And it is true, like, if you were to consider, like, if you were to put the, all of the Earth's existence into a 24-hour clock, we sprung up at like i think we were on the earth for a minute yep Roughly. it was really a bit like we we have like humans have only been on this earth for a minute on a 24-hour clock yep. that's how insignificant we are to planet earth and like that's 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 always been quite fun to me is how like if you were to do a plank 30 seconds feels like a long fucking time but in the grand scheme of things in the grand scheme of other things 30 seconds is not that much time like for a woman with bedding a man 30 seconds is not a long fucking time (laughs) because a long time if you're doing a plank (laughs) so it's like i think that's another thing that a lot of people don't really understand or comprehend as well is that we have like, as a human race, we have achieved a fucking lot in a very small period of time,
3: considering
4: are, like, how much fucking time life or Earth. I mean, like, that's just it. The origin of life happened at four a.m. on a twenty-four hour clock. Yep. Right, and we sprung up at like midnight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's as big as time that life is sort of the like, fucked about, and we've only just got to us. Yeah.
2: It, it's it's so, definitely
4: interesting, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. It's, it's insane. And I think that's what it just kind of shows on your uh happy ending is that there there is such a there's like so much out there that we still don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. And the mere and mere we they discover the mere and may the argument is hold on, people back then were fucking geniuses. Yeah. Like this whole In like their own way. people yeah, and, like, it is, it's nice that we're starting to see a lot more. like, there was people in South America, there was people in Africa, just because, like, Britain or the Romans or anything like that, that they find them until this point, they still existed. Mm-hmm. Like, it does not matter what you say, like, you can turn the and go, America was founded in fucking 260 years ago, but people lived in America long before that. Mm-hmm. Like... You did not discover America. You discovered a land that you've just went, this is what it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been people everywhere for a long ass fucking time. Like, obviously, there's some areas that it's either we've still got no proof of people being there or it's just physically fucking impossible. Yeah. But wonderful, it wonderful. is one of the ones that, you know, it's. It's it's one of the ones that the mere and mere that this stuff goes on, the mere and mere we're, we're discovering this, and it can only be good things, let's be honest, like, yeah. it can only come, we're, this is where we want to think mate, it, is that we should be able to fucking learn this shit, and discover this shit, and see where it fucking, like, see where we're fucking, glory can take us, you know? Yeah,
2: and it's also... Seeing a structure like that, that artificial plateau made in what is called considered a, a sort of prehistoric technolo- technologically deficient era, is proof that human ingenuity is not guided by the tools available, but by the mind and will to do it.
3: Mm.
2: Oh, you'll always face like.
4: I mean, I don't want to go back to the whole Jurassic Park thing, but it's like the the, the one of the quotes in that life finds a way.
3: Exactly. Does
4: it fucking matter what you think or what you try and think? Life always finds a way. It does. If somebody wants to build a random fucking Stonehenge in the south of England, they'll
2: find a fucking way. Yeah. No shit. Hundred percent. So I yeah. think on that point, man, I think it's a good spot to wrap it up. I, we've had a great conversation. We've bounced around a lot of areas. Yeah. Um, I think all of it was really good, though. So tell the people where they can find you and who you are, buddy.
3: Yeah, you can get me across all
4: platforms, like like in Twitter or not. Is everything's chrissyc ninety? That's nice. the best. Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. Um, start getting back onto Twitch. Like we've got Twitch in 50 minutes. We've got D and D on Twitch. no I know how you um, gotta go pee and get something to eat. Oh, yeah i need to go get my
2: dinner <laughs> but
4: yeah uh, yeah you can get me right across
3: everything
2: like that nice and i as always am dr ryan you can find me at Dr. ryan across almost all major platforms or some variation of dr ryan uh it's it's all in my information i'm on twitch like four days a week doing like 30 hours a week and then i'm doing like TikTok and youtube and all kind of shit. so we want to thank you guys for hanging out. We want to thank the people that came by who are new. I know uh, Vac was new, and they added to the conversation. You can follow the – you can find the VOD on, on my stream immediately afterwards. You can find it on Chris and my YouTube if you want to watch the video version. If you want to listen to the audio version, you can find that on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, fucking Google Podcasts. You name it, it's there because Chris did – amazing shit with it so he's the man uh they get posted either wednesday or thursday depending on how busy or fucked up our lives get and uh (laughs) you know if you follow us on twitter we usually chill the shit out of it so we appreciate you guys we thank you for being here we're gonna raid uh because we got a decent viewership and i want to boost somebody up we're gonna raid a friend of mine deuce box hero he's doing a podcast about sports so if you're into sports and want to know about sports shit Deuce is your man right now so why don't you uh Say goodbye to good people, Chris.
3: Yeah, see you later, everybody. Have a nice weekend. And happy Halloween, you bastards. Go get your candy. Goodbye.